downtown. That's your home address. You live downtown, where your life's a mess. You live downtown, where depression's just status quo. Right here on the review review for Little Shop of Horrors. Tune in, y'all. Suddenly, T Max <laughs> is sitting in front of me. Suddenly, <laughs> T Max, even though it's a day late. <laughs> Welcome to the review review, a show where two small town dudes give your big late opinions. I'm Troy to the Max Extreme. I am a dentist. <laughs> And we are going over Little Shop of Horrors, continuing our singing out the summer in our musical month. Yes. It's going to be a good one. That's not a song in this movie. <laughs> I'm just so happy that I broke into song. You tried so hard. <laughs> Kids WB. <laughs> I love that song where where that bull, where Jay Bullfrog comes in in the middle of it. Uh... <laughs> But I almost didn't see you point at me during the intro. Because I don't know why I never usually look at you when you do your intros. I'm like wandering around the room because I find it. I just don't want to give you any more added pressure of coming up <laughs> something ad-libbed right on the head of the show. Know. You know what I mean? I know. It's like my only monologue. <laughs> but this time I threw it to you. You did. I trusted you enough. And it threw me off guard because I was like, oh shit, do I know the lyrics? I think I did. The one word that I wanted you to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I almost said skid row. <laughs> that would have been almost Not too far correct. off. I mean, almost that is correct. in the song. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, did we say uh, we're doing what, Yeah, Little Shop of Horrors? Yeah, little, we did. Shop, little Shop of Horrors. Right at the tail of the app. We're going to give our full review. Spoiler full review. Ridden. First time Troy's ever seen it. That's true. Ooh, there's a spoiler right there. Very curious on how you think about it. Uh, we'll get to that top of the hour. Okay. Before we do that, we're going to get into some rebuttals from last week's Seven Brides for Seven <gasps> Brothers what? review. Are you saying that we need a <laughs> male scream? I totally forgot you were doing that. <laughs> oh, I love it. So anyway, our friend from the UK again, Judith. Yes. Known as Jude's or Jude, yeah. but not the Australian Jude. Yeah. A different Jude. I like to stay in the Jude range for fans. <laughs> right, that's right. Just finished the Seven Brides review. It was really surreal hearing my message be read out loud. I'm so glad that you and Chelsea liked it. Is the other guy's name Joel? It's probably because I always call you JT. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's his real legal Christian name. It is. Uh, well, anyway, you're all great. I get called Jude a lot by friends, but also Judith and occasionally Judy. Look out. Whoa. So you already said all this a little bit. So, Daughter uh, Judy. Hetsons. <laughs> uh, she knew that you would have some problems with the seven brides. <laughs> But I love the scene where they, quote, abduct the women as a kid. And I think it all turned out okay. <laughs> Laughy face. Uh, 
I did have to Google what incel meant because <laughs> I've never heard that before. You learn something new every day. That's what we do here. We That's... like to try and uh, get people to broaden their horizons when it comes to creepy virgin groups. Yeah, that's right. Judith, your brush of breath of fresh air. Yeah. Keep writing into the show. Don't say the Wild Wild West one. I almost did after I thought I screwed it up, and I'm like, this could be controversial. Yeah. <laughs> Please do not say Judith needs a breast of fresh ass like from Wild Wild West. Oh, Kevin Klein, you horny devil. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, anyway, that was what we had a response to our Seven Brides, Seven Brothers review. Yeah. Controversial ending. That That's movie. what I do. I get in there. Right. I, I Call dig out. see him. That's what I do. That's right. I don't hold back. No, that's right. I don't hold back. And you don't hold hands. Heard I that don't. from your girlfriend. So. Oh, my God. I hold her hand. What's this <laughs> shit? What is she telling you? Listen, we may have our own. I'm going to little... get her on the phone. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, let's go on and we get into some news, JT. Let's okay. get some news get some of the week. News. Now, this is rumor type stuff here so i'm gonna open the mill which we haven't done in a while okay dust off that door here we go oh man i have any added effect? sound a little sound like a little rusty like we didn't open it for a while oh man oil them hinges up yep <laughs> tin man style it's been rumored jt that disney is looking for their ariel in their little mermaid oh. remake my. And the rumor has it that it is none other than Spider-Man Homecoming's Zendaya. <gasps> oh. Zendaya. Zendaya. Zendaya will be Ariel in the Little Mermaid live-action remake following their Aladdin, Dumbo, and other one, I think. So by the time they make the Little Mermaid, she'll be 47. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> hey, they got that de-aging tech down. That's true. So they, they're they always uh, into that. So um, are you excited about... Uh, just uh, have you, Do you like The Little Mermaid? I think it's... I haven't watched it in so long. See, when we were growing up, it wasn't necessarily our demographic. It was a chick cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> growing... I have seen it semi-recently, which means I've seen it in the last 10 years. Yeah. And it's good. It's a good movie. Yeah. And the singing in it is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I'm just not like stoked. Like I'm actually more put off every single live action remake they make. Yeah. Like it topped out at Beauty and the Beast for me because I really like that. Yeah. But I think it appeals to like both boys and girls equally. Whereas like a lot of the other ones, maybe Aladdin would e- uh, like appeal to boys and girls equally. There's a Princess Jasmine and there's an Aladdin. Yeah. So we'll see. Lion King is mostly a boy movie, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, there's Nala, but she doesn't do anything. Yeah, she just shows up and is like, come on, come back. She's a big part of Lion King 2. I've seen it. She is? I I don't know. No, I think Simba's... Because Molly Molly loves Lion King 2. What? Yeah. (laughs) Get out of here. She does. She Making shit up. No, she said oh. she loves it because, uh, I guess, because this is supposed to be, like, the first Lion King is supposed to be kind of like a take on Hamlet, mm-hmm. and the uh, <clears throat> the Lion King 2 is supposed to be a take on Romeo and Juliet, oh. where it's Simba's daughter, 
and uh, fuck, I can't. Scar? Yeah, I think it's like Scar's son, which is weird because then that would be kind of incest. <laughs> Listen, lion prides are all incest. That's true. It's the way the animal kingdom works. Yeah. Prides usually consist of one male and a bunch of females, and then the one up. male just fucks all the chicks. <laughs> Those Thanks. are... What normal prides are usually... Thanks for telling us all that. David Attenborough over here talking about prides of <laughs> watch, lions. Watch as the lion <laughs> sneaks up on the young lioness. <laughs> and takes her from behind. <laughs> it's not even David Attenborough at this point. It's like half crocodile hunter. <laughs> R.I.P. So anyway, uh, Zendaya, Little Mermaid, Ariel. Another rumor, JT... Now, this is a rumor attached to some big news. Oh, Check boy. this out. Danny Boyle. Did you hear about this, JT? I did hear about this. Out of 00725. Get, Get out of there. He's out. Creative differences, he says. Well. Who knows what that means? I want to actually know what that entails. What kind of fight <laughs> happened? Call us up. Call us up, D-Boyle. D <laughs> <laughs> Calls up DB. Come on, D boy. Yeah, D boy, hit <laughs> us up. Get us up here, D boy. Hit us up on the phone line. Come on, D boy. <laughs> Tell us what creative differences mean. I want to know what kind of fight you got in before you split. Chat me up, D boy. <laughs> D boy. Chat me up, D boy. So the rumor is now, JT, that it, uh, Sony is looking to hire Jean Marc Valley. Yeah. Uh, to be the director. He was a producer of Big Little Lies. Okay. As well as the director of the first episode of that. Okay. Um, word is that he's out. He's out for that top spot. Oh. 007-25. Oh, my God. I was actually listening to um, one of my new favorite shows, Lights, Camera, Barstool, and they were talking a little bit about this. Yeah. And they, at this point don't care about 25 anymore. They just want it to be recast with a new James Bond yeah. as soon as possible. Yeah. Because they keep forgetting that there's another one with Daniel Craig happening. Yeah. Because all the Idris Elba stuff that keeps coming out, they're yeah. like, oh man, the next Bond is going to be somebody... Nope. No, but it's I guess, not. But I guess he's out now, Idris Elba. Yeah, I heard it's that. It's not happening anymore. But I mean, regardless if it was him or not, I mean, there's rumors out there that it's going to be somebody else. And everyone's anticipating the next James Bond. Everyone, man. They want to know. GT, everyone wants to know. Everyone who wants the new to know. 007 will be. But we got to get through another Daniel Craig one first. Hey. By the time... Listen, this movie is scheduled to come out next year. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen if they don't have a director. Yeah. Especially if they do a rewrite of the script. Yeah. At any point. So... Yeah. What do you know? I don't know. Might be another... Uh, another... Uh, Spectre. I couldn't even tell you anything that happened in Spectre. Not one thing. Didn't they, like, flip a helicopter in midair or something? I don't know. What's the one where he goes to that, uh, it's like in the beginning, and it's like the Day of the Dead thing? Yeah, that's in that. Oh, I remember that. I know he fucks his best friend's daughter. That's weird. I don't know. I don't remember that. Yeah, like the guy that, his friend that commits suicide, the chick in it. After his... his funeral? No, that's yeah. Well, yeah, he bangs a widow the day after her husband's funeral. But then he's, I remember that. But then the blonde chick, out of it. yeah, the blonde chick <laughs> is uh, is the daughter of the old guy that he meets up I with that killed himself, and they were supposed to be like good friends growing up. I don't know. 
And then he ends up banging her. I don't know. To don't uh, any of this. Sam Smith's. No, doesn't <laughs> ring a bell. That's it. All right. I guess I remember more about it than you did. <laughs> really left an impression on you. Oh. I watch it at least <laughs> twice an hour. <laughs> oh my god! So sorry for that. I put on the one point five on on uh, PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, big news for CW fans out there, JT. Arrow season seven is apparently going to turn up the raunch factor. Uh oh, is he going to say genitals? <laughs> Could be. Uh, season seven of Arrow will, uh, will be pushing the limits of what can be shown on network television. Are they going to show Stephen Amell's V? <laughs> like, Possibly. He's going to pull his pants down enough so he can see the V? That v? Maybe way deep. Maybe Whoa, deep V? v? They're going to flash some deep V They're on gonna... Arrow? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, man. May- Look out. Maybe. Who knows? They're gonna Dare push- to defy CW. <laughs> They're going to push those limits of network TV. They actually had to call in a network sensor because... Is this, of- v- is this V2 deep? Oh. Go right in. They might have to put a, a little sensor bar down there. Airbrush it out. Airbrush out his trunk. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the black box that they put over someone's ass on Bachelor in Paradise when they show too much ass. I mean, this V could be so deep, it's like where Trunk meets the dirt type stuff. Oh my god. <laughs> Who knows? My god. But, They're uh, going to show the vegetation line? <laughs> could very well be. We don't know. We don't know. What we do know is at the end of season six. These are spoilers for the end of season six, which I also didn't watch. But I'm. Do you have be... a knife or something? There's like a legit like fishing line, <laughs> uh, like right where my mouth goes on this beer. I thought there's a, a bottle opener right there. I think it's got a wine cutter on it. Okay. Um. So the end of season six ends with uh. Oliver Queen coming out as Green Arrow to the public, and he gets arrested. And so what uh, the rumor is is that there's a prison fight that is so violent for network television, they have to maybe censor it. You son of a bitch, prisoner. To what they can show. You pulled my pants down so much, my V's out. (laughs) Yeah. Now I gotta rip out your throat. So who knows? Maybe he just gets to prison and he just says shit. And that's it. They're pushing the limits. Got shit on your shoe. <laughs> you got a little shit on your lip right there. <laughs> I think that's a stupid joke from South Park that I just stole. Um, so anyway, there, there's that bit of news right there. It's a bit of a slow news week, JT. I didn't find a lot of it, so stick with me here. Please, I gotcha. God. I'm here. I'm here for you. Thank you. Hold my hand unlike your girlfriend will. <laughs> Quit talking to her. I don't know what the shit is she's spilling. The Academy, JT, the Academy of Motion Pictures. Yeah. Is already thinking about scrapping that popular movie category from the next <laughs> from the next week's or next uh year's They're Oscars. so devoted to it though. Um they get getting a lot of negative feedback about that one. Yeah, I have not heard good things about it. I uh, have not either. I mean, I don't care either way if they do it. Yeah, I don't give a shit. To really, I mean, have a strong opinion. But 
Um, I mean, the the box office already shows what's popular. We, yeah, I mean, just go. That's to, enough reward, money. Right. You made. The you most can buy money. awards with money. <laughs> right. So, who? You mean who knows? You know what's gonna happen? Oh Jesus! <laughs> you wait a Build that Legit, this whole is beard. <laughs> Get a rag. All right, you? I'm getting a rag. Go on with your next news item. I'm going on. I'm going rogue on my next news item, JT. Okay. But it's a good one. I can just talk by myself. Okay. All right. Starting next week on August 27th, Twitch, the streaming network, will be streaming every episode and movie of Pokemon. Uh, over the next, hear this, 10 months. Jesus! (laughs) It is going to be streaming over 1,000 episodes of Pokemon, plus it's 16 movies, spanning over 19 seasons of the animated show. And, uh, the way they're streaming it is they're doing something Monday through Thursday, and then recapping all of that Friday and Saturday, and then Sunday showing a movie. So, that marathon will make it last 10 months. Uh, it'll star on the channel Twitch Presents 10 a.m. Pacific Time on August 27th, and will stream in English, French, German, Spanish, Italian, Brazilian, and Portuguese. And not Japanese. Apparently not Japanese. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. I'm assuming it would be Japanese. <laughs> I would have to think of Japanese. Regardless, if you like Pokemon, check out Twitch in the next year <laughs> to catch up on your Pokemon. My God. Yeah. I don't know. Tell me when the Digimon one comes up. Actually, I actually followed that for like a season. I followed... Okay, so when Pokemon came out, I did watch the first season or so. Yeah. But I think that first season had like 40 episodes or something Jesus like that. Something crazy. Christ. I'm going to ask Google real quick. Hey, Google. How many episodes did the first season of Pokemon have? According to Wikipedia, on U.S. television, how the seasons are organized has changed. The first 52 episodes that aired in the U.S. are a part of the first season. And oh, the 52 episodes. 52 episodes. Okay, Google, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Be quiet. Oh, my God. This is the one that turned against me. I can feel it. This when it starts playing Iranian music or something. Molly won't even let me say shut up to our Google home. Just in case. Because she's like, yeah. <laughs> Just in case. What if it does become happens? smart? Yeah. It'll remember that shit. Yeah. yeah. All right. It'll, the toaster will just never turn off and then just fry your whole house. Well, you don't want me to shut up now? <laughs> I could have called the fire department. <laughs> But, but I, I decided to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, but yeah, anyway, but when Digimon hit, I watched the shit out of that. I probably watched the first uh, dude, yeah. two or three seasons of that. Like, yeah. I watched it probably longer than I should have. Yeah. I remember there was like a time where I was like sick and I watched like a whole bunch of it. Like mm-hmm. they had like some kind of thing on Fox. I remember, like, freaking out when there was, like, this... They revealed there was, like, another level above, like, the one... Yeah, there was, level. like, a, another level above, like, the one they thought was the highest. And I was, like, remember, like, geeking out, like, 
fuck yeah! <laughs> Granted, I'm like in fourth grade at this point, yeah. and I, I'm yelling, fuck yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I really got into Digimon. More, th- more so than Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Once they started introducing more than like the first hundred, I'm just like, ah, I don't care anymore. Yep. Whatever, I'm out. Even though apparently it doesn't bother me when they just can keep evolving until an infinity <laughs> amount of levels. That's fine to me. I don't... They just turn into human beings. Right. <laughs> Turns out they were human the whole time. <laughs> they just need to find out what it took to be human. They just needed real love. That's the whole... That's all that shit. That's whole, the whole ending. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, that's all my news, JT. Okay. So check out Twitch if you want to see some uh, Pokemon. I want to see all year. that Pokemon. Is uh, there, like, an official, like, title for it? You just look up Pokemon on Twitch? It's on the channel Twitch Presents. Ooh. And it'll start okay. whenever I set it. Um, tonight's episode, we are also drinking, in spirit of Little Shop of Horrors, a little angry little plant Oh, uh, called Haphazardly. Hophazardly. Hophazardly, the Beguile Brewing Company, Yeah, uh, makes this. It's an American Indian pale ale. Uh, brewed in Chicago, Illinois. Wow. That's right. Right around the corner. That's right. Uh, 7% alcohol by volume. Description on the can reads as such. Brewed with an adventurous amount of uh, Simcoe and Citra hops, this IPA has a piney, citrusy aroma and features citrusy grapefruit notes balanced by malty flavors that allow a dry, mellow finish. You know, I can tell it's an IPA, but you know what? It's not so biting that it's not undrinkable. It's, it's it mellows out near the end, but it definitely has a piney. Yeah, it's very it is taste. it is very piney in the beginning, but then it does mellow out, and I and it doesn't leave a bad aftertaste. Yeah, so it's good. I'm yeah, I'm not, I, I I dig it. This this is one of three different beers I bought for tonight. This one is the only plant-themed one that I could find in the entire liquor store. Well, bless you. Bless you. Bless, bless your heart. Oh, bless your heart. Bless your heart. <laughs> sure, I've ever heard of the... I know you're a big comic aficionado. I dabble. Have you heard of the graphic novel My Boyfriend as a Bear? No, I haven't. Enlighten me. Uh, I don't know too much about it. All right. I just know that Legendary has bought the rights to make it into a film. Okay. I'm guessing this is about, uh, based on what I see from the cover, it's about a woman that dates a bear. All right. Sounds <laughs> fun. So there you go. Who writes it? Uh, I don't, let, let me see. Did you close the tab already? Is that what you've done? Pamela Ribbon, and illustrated by Cat Ferris. From, is it an image comic, or is it independently pressed? I think it's independent. The story follows Nora, who, after a succession of terrible boyfriends, finds true love with the most unexpected of suitors, a 500-pound American black bear. They'll soon discover that hipster neighbors, judgmental friends, and bears' impending need for hibernation will put their relationship to the ultimate test. Well, haven't heard of it. But it sounds fun. Yeah. I have heard of the comic Shirtless Bear Fighter. (laughs) Uh, So maybe there will be a crossover someday. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe. (laughs) The bear will fight for her honor. That's right. It'll be like bear versus the world instead of Scott Pilgrim. (laughs) That's right. Uh, I actually just remembered. I think that book just came out in trade. So I'm going to see if I can find it while you're saying your news. Okay. Go (laughs) ahead and buy things while I talk. (laughs) 
This, this is what we do. I spill things and clean them, and Troy buys things. <laughs> uh, Troy, we know of that uh, turbulent relationship now between Quentin Tarantino and Uma Thurman. Yes. Yeah. Based on uh, her coming out about the uh, the car incident with him. But it looks like for Tarantino's next film, he won't have Uma Thurman on the cast, but he oh. will have his daughter. Her daughter, oh. Maya oh. Hawk, okay. is part of the cast for Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. All right. So, uh... I guess I didn't... You said that was Tarantino's daughter? No, uh, Uma Thurman's daughter. Oh, okay. I must have missed something while I was yeah. on Amazon. So there you go. So, uh... Even without Uma Thurman, he's still... Got the, got that got the bloodline. Got man. the bloodline. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it sound so gross. <laughs> Uh, Troy, I got some news that you tweeted out earlier this week. Oh, uh, we know we're we're a big fan of End of the Fucking World. We both yes. watched it. Yes. It just landed a season two on Netflix. Uh-huh. That's right. So that'll be good because it did kind of leave off on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So curious to see where they go with story. I have also recently read... This is a, a, a plug. <laughs> I've also recently read End of the Fucking World book. And have had the chance to talk to the writer and artist Charles Forsman. Yeah. On uh for Imperious Rex show has yet to debut. Ooh. But um, look out for look, that. Look, down, look out for that in the pipeline. Look out for that. Pretty cool guy. <laughs> Troy, we're all about representation here on the review review. Nah, that's all we, we talk love about, it. really. We love it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh of course Black Panther came out and swept the box office when it came out. That's right. Now Kill. we got a new film representing out oh there. My. Crazy Rich Asians. That's right. Cleaned up this past week at the box office. Mm-hmm. Uh, raking in a $25.2 million over the weekend with uh-huh. a cumulative $35 million since it's opening that Wednesday. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's killing... And it's getting hot reviews. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about it. Mm-hmm. Really high review, Like, uh... For instance, I'm going to bring up this podcast, because I just listened to it, like, right on the drive home. Yeah. But the light camera bar stool, they rate out of 0 out of 100. Yeah. All three guys rated it 90 or above. Yeah? Yeah. I know on, uh, I listened to uh, Double Toasted, based mm-hmm. out of Austin, Texas, and uh, Martin gave it a better than sex. What? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Jesus. And it's just supposed to be like a romantic comedy. Yeah, it's just like a regular rom com. But Sweet. I guess it's they I guess like the uh like the background is like really good like it's shot really well mm-hmm. and like the characters are likable and it's actually the comedy part is actually comedy. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. This might be the sleeper hit of the year, who knows? I want to check it out. Chelsea wants to check it I know, out real bad. I know Chelsea said that she really wants to see it. So we'll see if maybe we can get away uh, while it's still out in the theaters. Maybe. To go check it out. Maybe. maybe we'll have a mini review of it down the road. Look out. No, it's not even on the docket. We're just changing the game here right now. My. My God. My God. My God. <laughs> uh, Troy, Liam Neeson. Oh, yeah. He is... A pretty big badass when it comes to films. Pretty B.A. He's played uh, a father that's gotten his daughter back multiple times. At least three. But now he's becoming an even more badass character. Okay. In a film called 
hard powder. He's going to play a disgruntled snowplow operator. <laughs> okay. All right. So there you go. The minute I heard this, I thought of that movie Snow Day that Nickelodeon put out. Oh. Where, like, uh, what's his name? Chris? Tucker? No. It's, like... Catan? Who's, like, the guy that, like, breaks out into hives on There's Something About Mary? He's, like, kind of bald. Uh, oh, I, I will never get his last name. Yeah. I don't know. But, like, he plays, like, a disgruntled snowplow. Because, like, the whole thing about Snow Day is that they get off school because it's a snow day, and then the snowplow driver does his job. <laughs> and then they get pissed and then fuck him up. <laughs> so, the minute I heard this, like, I thought of that, and it made me laugh. I actually saw pretty great tweet about this movie and i'm trying to find it uh but of course i probably have liked a billion things since then so and it's actually scheduled to not to come out pretty soon february 8th of 2019 it comes out oh, february this hard powder oh my god movie that, but i'm uh... actually kind of want to see it i am interested to see it but uh, I'm not thinking it's going to be any good. <laughs> Probably not. It sounds just stupid and ridiculous. So it could either go the way ridiculous route and be awesome or just yeah. be stupid enough that I'm just like, nah, fuck that. Even then, if even if it's stupid, I will love it. <laughs> I freaking hope so. Yeah. Um, anyway, I can't find the tweet, but... What it was, <laughs> was that it uh, pretty much set up the same scenario as Taken, where he says, I will find you and I will kill you or whatever. Yeah. But instead he says, Mr. Plow, that's my name. <laughs> my name again is Mr. Plow. <laughs> Just the fucking Mr. Plow commercial from The Simpsons. Uh. Bless it. And I was like, God damn it, the internet wins I again. I fucking love the internet sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Just in this one instance. Yeah. Otherwise, it is a hot steaming pile. Uh, This might possibly be our last segment of James Gunwatch, Troy. All right. Because Disney has officially put their foot down. Now, officially. They are saying it is officially. Official, stamped into. James Gunn not coming back ah. for Guardians Volume 3. Too bad. Officially, they're just like, no, not too much shit's gone down. Shitstorm. Not happening. Not gonna happen. Not Gun. gonna die. <laughs> there you go. Way to bring up a 30-year-old reference. <laughs> not gonna die. That's, uh, that's the quote from uh, Eisner. <laughs> not, gonna, not gonna hire him back. Not gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, that's all my news, Troy. All right. It's all my news. I know we brought it up last week, but do you want to give an official... Yeah, sure. Neil's bits to uh, to someone... We brought up brought him up last week, but it officially happened the day after we recorded, so right. I think it's only fitting that we give uh, an official Neil's bits. That's right. Neil's bits. People it's dying, late. it's Last the piss. Please stay tuned wait. to Neil's bit. Wait for this song to get done. 
to uh, the mule to play us out. Play the fucking song. <laughs> I am sweating buckets here. My you are dri- literally dripping. I am dripping. I mean, I could put the window unit in if you want, but it's I so mean, noisy. No, I'm fine. It's just. Uh, so we usually tape on or record on a Wednesday. Yes, we're doing it on a Thursday, and Thursdays are days when I usually work out. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I get pretty sweaty. <laughs> like, like I brought up to Troy earlier. I'm I'm kind of like that episode of The Office where Jim rides his bike into the office. Where you're, it's like if if you're not just like sitting back relaxing, like you're just gonna be constantly sweating. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm just buckets of sweat are pouring yeah. off of me right now. Yeah, like sweat is literally dripping off of him. It's it, it disgusting. Is. It's gross. I've seen beads just drop from you, <laughs> from your brow. Yeah, I even like took a shower and everything, but it's it has not helped. Nah, you're gonna have to go it do it again. I gotta take another shower when I get home. It's bullshit. It's total bullshit, man. Anyways, Aretha Franklin. <laughs> oh yeah, last week we brought up Aretha Franklin is not in a good way. No, uh, she was on. Literally her deathbed. Yeah. And the following yeah, the day. The very next day. She did end up passing away yep. with friends and family yeah. around her. Yeah. Um, so that is too bad. She's the queen of soul. I mean, everything that we said last week still holds oh, up, yeah. obviously. Just amazing voice. Right. And it, we were thinking honor of Aretha Franklin for our last show. And I know we said we were going to do another poll, but... Kind of in the same vein of when uh, Roger Moore died, and yeah. we did uh, uh, Moonraker in his honor. <laughs> right. <laughs> we decided to uh, dig out a, a, an actual musical film she was in. Yep. As a, kind of a swan song to the Queen of Soul. Mm-hmm. So uh, for next week, we're going to be doing the Blues Brothers, yep. which she plays a pretty big part in. That's right. So, uh, I've never actually seen the Blues Brothers, to be honest. The first time I've ever seen it was, like, the, like six years ago. Yeah. I've never seen the Blues Brothers, because that's one of those movies where people I just don't like tell me I should go see. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of in that same boat. One yeah. of my coworkers, like, was appalled I didn't see it. Yeah. But he was also, like, my dad's age. <laughs> so, like... No, th- he yeah. finally broke me down, and he's like, "You're gonna just gonna come to my house. I will buy beer, and we will watch the Blues Brothers." Well, then you don't say no to that. And so I went. He had a nice spread of food. He bought beer. My God, and he we made watched... an event out of this, pretty much. And it was just pretty much me, him, and another coworker. We just sat and watched the Blues Brothers <laughs> and had beer and, and food. All right, it turned out to be a really great evening. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, no, no spoiler on the review for the movie, though. Oh, I'm just talking about a spread at this yeah, point. Yeah, it was, was it was a wine and fruit and spread like was cheese. It was great. It sounds like a BA spread. It was a good spread. <laughs> All right, there <laughs> was <Anyway>. spread. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, next week, yeah, Blues Brothers oh, Blues in honor Brothers. of the passing of Aretha Franklin. Yep. And uh, so that'll close out our that'll close out our sing out the summer. There you go. Mm-hmm. So there you go, Aretha Franklin. May your angelic voice reign from the heavens above. That's right. May it sing for every summer. <sighs> Bless it. God damn it. That was so good. God. God. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> well, it's done. Yeah. <laughs> it sure is, JT. Uh, what kind of trailers do you got today? 
Uh, well, I saw three trailers right Whoa. before we started. <laughs> I had all the time in the world, and I wrote down two. Okay. So, well, uh, you want to go, and I'll sure. bring up ones that Chime in you if you got say? the same ones. Yeah. All right. First one I got is for the sequel to the Goosebumps movie. Ooh. Goosebumps 2. I think I might have saw this in the theater a oh. long time ago, but I don't remember what really it was. Oh, I thought it just released. I don't know. Might have been a teaser. Might have been a teaser. Uh, anyway, this, like, I didn't ever saw the first Goosebumps movie. Did you see it, JT? Mm-mm. I didn't either. I wanted to because I think it came up on Netflix and I kind of wanted to watch it. I heard it was pretty decent. Yeah, I heard it wasn't too bad. Um, Like a kind of like a comedy kids horror type spiel. Yeah. Jack um, Black plays R.L. Stein. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, surprisingly more handsome than R.L. Stein, Jack Black. Yeah, I'm pretty Stein sure R.L. Stein like introduced some of those Goosebumps shows back in the day and he, he looked like he looked like Ben Stein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if Ben Stein rose from the crypt, <laughs> it's very fitting that he writes horror movies for children. Um. Anyway, Goosebumps Two looks like it has less production value. I think. Yeah. Looks like they tried to do more with less. Mm-hmm. Um. To try to rake in a more profit, I think. Yeah, maybe it didn't rake in as big as stars. Either it's got yeah, um, like Jack Black isn't even coming back as R.L. Stein in this. It's no. just a bunch of kids. It's like three um, unknown kids, and then the mother of one is the blonde from Reno Nine One One. I can never remember her name. Oh, oh yeah. And I then um, there's another guy. Oh, Ken Jong is in it. Of course, he's amazing. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. It looks like a. D- direct to DVD sequel or something like that. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If you like the first one, maybe you'll get more out of the second one. But otherwise, it doesn't look too good. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got to say about Goosebumps Two. Okay. Uh, the second one I got uh, is the Iron Fist season two trailer. Oh yeah, this they, did come out. They put out a full trailer. It just wasn't a teaser. Yeah. Um, it the trailer. Definitely has a lot more martial arts in it than it, all than of all the of the first season yeah. <laughs> combined. And the villain is like another Iron Fist, it's like a steel, what's uh, it, like steel something, uh, probably Steel Dragon or something. I think it's called. I think it's Steel Dragon. Um, his name is Davos. He was in the first season a little bit. Yeah. Um, but he's like the like the opposite of Iron Fist, essentially. Yeah. Like they both were in Kun Lun. And one, the Iron Fist went good, and then Davos went bad, or yeah, because he's jealous of Iron Fist. Essentially. Yeah, he thought he was gonna piece be, of shit. Yeah, he's a big d bag. So what I am excited for is that this. <laughs> so it looks like they gave Danny Rand a costume, so it doesn't yeah. have to be him doing the martial arts. Yeah, like they put like a hood on him and of like a bandana. Oh so yeah, so a stunt double once they film from far away, can be out doing, like, the martial True. arts. Cover his shit up. They do it in Daredevil. Oh, yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah, no one gives a shit. And it looks like they're also kind of introducing the costume of Iron Fist, yeah. which is, like, the yellow bandana, yeah. like, it looks eye like, Yeah, mask. like, they're doing it as, like, a ceremonial thing in Kun Lung. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah, do an homage. 
They did it in Luke Cage. They yeah. did like the tiara and the yellow oh, yeah. blouse. Cause he, yeah, because he had the tiara from like getting the treatment done and then he stole the yellow blouse from like a woman's clothesline. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> so yeah, like you don't have to use it the whole time. No. An homage was fine. And like they never even just touched it in yeah. the first Just season. tell the nerds, hey, I see you. Yeah. That's all we want, <laughs> please. So like I'm oddly excited for season two. Plus it looks like Misty Knight and Colleen Wing are back yeah. doing their Daughters of the Dragon stuff, so I'm excited about there that. There you go. Um, I was kind of hoping for some Luke Cage in this. That could be a surprise. Surprise okay. cameo. But in, in the same way, I'm kind of glad they don't have Luke Cage because Luke Cage is kind of doing his own thing where I think it'd be weird if he were to kind of show up in a heroic angle in this. Yeah. I mean, I could see one episode. It happened in Luke Cage. Iron yeah. Fist was in there for one episode. Yeah. That was good. That was but, probably one of the best episodes. Yeah, that's true. But I think... At this point, Luke Cage is in a position where I think he's off doing his own thing. I don't think it would make sense for him to go off and do something else. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. To be honest, I'm I'm looking forward to another Luke Cage more than anything else. They're taking chances. Because that shit... They, sh- they shook it up. Like, that, the way they ended that was way more interesting than anything else that they've ended mm-hmm. in a long time. Yeah. I agree. Um, so, anyway, I'm anxiously... Uh, anticipating the uh, Iron Fist Season 2. I'm weary that it could end up bad. I saw Meacham in there somewhere. Uh-oh. Saw one of them in there, so... Yeah, the the daughter... I thought I saw the brother. Like the, I thought the brother died, I didn't thought he, he did too, but I swear I saw him. I, don't I th- swear. I know, I know I saw the... I swear! I know I saw the daughter in there. All right. For sure is one of them. All right. Because she did the whole thing at the end of the season where she was like, I'm going to make a deal to get... Iron Fist, whatever, is dumb. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, check, that comes out pretty soon, too, So like September 6th or yeah, something. Yeah, I don't think we're going to do a full review for it, but maybe uh, after like a week or two, we might do like a small little thing. Right. Like a little blip about what we thought of it. Yeah. I think we're done doing the Netflix shows. Yeah, it's just way too much to get through. <laughs> and for like, each one has been diminishing returns. Yeah. So yeah. I'd rather just take my time and just watch on my own time than to try and like force two or three episodes a night. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll chat about it as we watch yeah. it slowly. Yep. Yeah. And Maybe we'll do like a small seg like a do like a month long segment where it's like, Where are you at? Sounds good. Yeah. I'm into it. Like a maybe five minute thing where it's like, You're not into it, tune out. If you are Whatever. Keep, keep up. Keep yeah. on keeping on. That's right. Hopefully they change that intro, like, credits thing, too. I don't like the Iron Fist one. Well, you don't have the skip intro thing on here. I do, but I like... You like watching all of the intros? Not every time, but, like, (laughs) I I like the Daredevil one. Yeah, the Daredevil one's cool with, like, the wax and and stuff. And I like the Jessica Jones one, because it's got that weird private eye kind of theme. Yeah. The Luke Cage one is okay. But, like, the Iron Fist one, I just don't like at all. Yeah, it just, like, kicks lines. Yeah, it's just... (laughs) just like him doing kick calligraphy kick calligraphy <laughs> kick calligraphy <laughs> i don't know <laughs> oh, i love it <laughs> anyway uh, let's move on uh Troy, can you grab another beer and then i'll oh sure my, uh, do you want the give me one of the new give me one of the other ones okay then the hop hazardly we got also do you want this one or do you want this one uh, I'll do the dank juice last. I'll get the, give me the, yeah, give me that one. Okay. I feel like the dank juice is a, is a, uh, mid-review beer. Oh, it looks like somebody 
at the liquor department put in a random bottle of a different one in there. Whoa, what's that? So I got the Ballast Points Sculpin IPA. Oh, I got the Aloha Sculpin. And you got the Aloha, the one random one in there. Do you want the original or do you want the Aloha? Give me the original. All right. All right. I am going to try this. Some dank juice? Odd Side Ales Tangy Dank Juice. <laughs> Bought for the name only. Some dank ass juice. Sweet. All right. All right. Here we go. Well, uh, one of the trailers I saw was the newest trailer for a horror film coming out soon called Suspiria. Ooh. It's based on. I think it's based on a 1970s horror film. Yeah, I have. I swear, I thought it was a remake, but I couldn't put my finger on. Yeah where it was from but uh it's got a pretty loaded cast it's got uh tilda swinton in there mm -hmm. uh dakota johnson fresh off that 50 shades sweet uh that chick with the weird eyebrows that's like <laughs> frida uh, kahlo no uh <laughs> <laughs> ah shit oh, what is she? i think she's I from uh the cure for wellness that chick the weird chick from that uh i see a face but i don't know a name yeah she's in it uh <laughs> But no, I. It's hard to kind of determine what the story is about because it's just a horror film based on the trailer. But it kind of looks like a dance company that's like a weird supernatural cult. All right. I don't know. Bring it on. It looks all right. All right. Sure. I'm for it. I'll probably never see it, so that's how it. Yeah. Well. Works with me in this house. Nah, I hear ya. <laughs> I hear ya. All right. Uh, one that I'm actually really interested in that I saw is. Uh, for a movie called Slice, okay, which oh. stars the uh, I know which one this is, <laughs> which stars the breakout star from Deadpool Two, Zazie Beetz, <laughs> who plays a worker at a pizza place where the pizza place has a gateway to hell. <laughs> yeah, and a bunch of like weird supernatural killer stuff happens. It looks really fun. Like they even like kind of give it like this like cheesy '80s vibe as it goes through too. Okay. And A24 is actually putting it out. I saw that. Um, I haven't watched the trailer yet. I just heard rumblings about it. It's, it has me interested. So we'll see. Yeah, no, I I thought it looked fun. Good. Yeah, like it, it's see. like this killer called the Wolf that's just killing pizza pizza boys, and then <laughs> Zazie Beats plays this chick that works at the pizza place that decides to take it upon herself too. <laughs> To solve the crime, I guess, because <laughs> police don't exist? I don't know. <laughs> All right. And uh, Paul Shear shows up as the owner of the pizza place. <laughs> All right. Sweet. So, yeah. No, I'm interested. I, I really want to check it out. It looks fun. How's that dank juice, Troy? Is it dank? <laughs> Oof. Some dank face. That right is there. definitely tangy. I tell you what. Some dank face. Got some dank juice. <laughs> like, it's what caught me, <laughs> caught my eye. This is literally just a straight up aluminum steel <laughs> can. I was just imagining the the word beer <laughs> in a white box with black <laughs> impact lettering. That's our. That's the beer brewing company. That's us. That's yeah. our idea. Yeah. 
Nobody we can wanna, steal yeah, that. We need to brew our own beer so we can do beer brewing company. <laughs> this is literally just a steel aluminum can with a sticker on it that says tangy dank juice. <laughs> so they got to take that sticker off and like put it somewhere cool. The garbage? Yeah. <laughs> garbage one's going to kick out of it. It's like, huh, I get it. Look at this guy. <laughs> Look at this guy drinking dank juice. Uh, last trailer I got, Troy. A uh, movie coming out on Netflix. This is this movie I brought up a long time ago called Outlaw King. It's mm-hmm. by the same guy that did... Uh... Oh, fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> forgotten yeah the the it's that movie where uh chris pine and uh god damn it, the other guy they're like rob banks uh magnificent seven no <laughs> but i was like up for an oscar and shit anyways that that same director is doing this with chris pine also in it okay called the outlaw king which follows uh oh god damn the bruce Fuck, what was his name? <laughs> I just forgot all the shit. Terrible okay, job. yeah, this movie probably sucks. I forgot all of the all of it. And it kind of looks like a, a better version of Braveheart, to be honest. Okay. So I think it comes out on Netflix in mid-November. And they're putting it out in theaters too, because I think I think they're gonna try and pull this out as like a possible Oscar contender too. Oh, okay. Because they're putting it out in theaters the same day it comes on Netflix. I see. So I think they're giving it another go to try and see if they can get some of them Oscar noms. All right. The nom noms. Get them nom nom noms. <laughs> uh. So there you go. There's my last trailer, which means we get into the Terminator Random Movies. I did Troy. see who won this time. You did see who won? Yep. Uh, yeah, we had Falling Down versus Aladdin. I was kind of surprised. I... I I thought this one was going to pull it out. Yeah, I don't know. I always thought, like, every time I talk to people, they love Aladdin. Yeah, so I, I just mean, thought... it made it to the finals. Well, the semifinals. semifinals. So I was I was, I just thought people would, like, nostalgia would kind of take over and they just kind of push it all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. People, I guess, falling down has kind of a cult following, I guess. Yeah, Because falling down beat Aladdin... I mean, it wasn't super close. I think it was like uh, it was like almost 60, a 60, yeah, 60, 40, kind of but yeah, falling down took it, knocking Aladdin out of there. So falling down is in the finals, That's right, baby, Troy. So it could possibly be the one that we end up reviewing. All right, when uh, when we get that slot. Okay. So with that, we got our last semifinal match: basketball. <laughs> versus first blood <laughs> what <a> fucking odd <laughs> matchup so i love this love this tournament you All get right. these weird matchups you really get to test like what you prefer <laughs> right yeah yeah for sure so which which one are you leaning towards for this basketball first blood um i don't i think i'm leaning towards first blood okay I think it would be more of an interesting show. Yeah. But yeah. I haven't seen basketball in forever, and I just want an excuse to watch it again. I know. Like, see, I, I'm kind of on First Blood the way you were kind of with Falling Down, where I've never seen First Blood before. Okay. So, like, I just I just, I just, want an excuse to see it. Uh-huh. So this could this All could right. turn to a matchup where it's like the movie you've never seen versus the movie I've never seen. Oh, my God. 
Let's hope. And be nuts. Be watch nuts to butts. Baseball takes it all. Yeah, baseball's probably gonna <laughs> fucking win the whole the whole thing. I wouldn't be opposed. Shit's, right. That shit is funny. Right. But that's right. We'll see. We will see. Basketball versus First Blood. Get out there. Get your votes in. We'll find out what the finals mm-hmm. of our Turner Random Movies three is. I can't wait. Can't wait. This was. I think this is probably our strongest tournament we've had so far. Definitely had the most back and like more 50 50 you know what no i want i want to say that but then we've had i think more blowouts yeah this tournament than we have in other ones but i feel like this one had better movies i, I just agree. think i just think that the better ones just shined more because the first tournament it was com- like it was all completely random yeah it was very it was very much experimental the first but one but this one you like did more of like yeah it was random but you made sure like decent movies got in, right? Yeah. Okay. Like I, I kind of I, I built the bracket and then I was like, yeah, I could probably replace this with this <laughs> <laughs> as I went along. Sure. Good thinking. So, because even if we got trolled, go. then we wouldn't be in a yeah. tough spot. <laughs> I mean, I still tried to throw some shitty ones in there, but they kind of got out right away. Yeah. Like Big Mama's house. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that was even in at this point. Oh Jesus. So there you go. First Blood versus Basketball. We'll find out who goes on to face falling down in the finals. It's going to be a good tournament. It's going to be a good time. Good tourney. Good tourney. It's going to be a good time. I was kind of looking through our schedule, and I think we'll probably tackle this at the end of September after our September. Okay. We also have our pilot season coming up fairly soon. Yeah. I don't... I'll talk about talk with you about that later because there's there like a lot of them are come out like at the end of September, but there's one that I kind of want to see that comes out in the middle of October. Okay. So I don't know if we should just say fuck that one and then just do it do it the first show in October or push something aside and then do it in the middle of October. We can talk about it later. Talk about it later. That's Production right. meeting in the middle of the show. <laughs> we don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, all right, great. Do you have trivia for this one? No, we don't, I don't do trivia for the semis and finals. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Only the only the quarters. Sorry. I love a quarter. Quarters. I love quarters. <laughs> We're going to do that joke every time. Yeah. Anyway, that'll lead us right into the main event, the top of the hour. Little shop. Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> Little Shop of Horrors debuted December 19th, 1986. Winter release. Six days removed from my date of birth. Whoa. That's right. So you, you share a kinship with this movie almost. Right. I Right. I never knew it until just hours <laughs> ago, but I do. <laughs> Uh, with a budget of $25 million, it made a total of $38.92 million okay. on its theatrical run. Okay. Uh, okay. I don't think it was released worldwide. And if it yeah. was, I couldn't find that statistic, but it made almost almost close to $40 million. Yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it at a 90%. Ooh. Look out. Look out, y'all. Uh, IMDb has it at a 6.9 out of 10. Wow. little discrepancy there. And oh, Double Feature Preachers has that at an A-. Okay. So there you go. 
Minus. All right. This movie came in at number 25 in 1986. Yeah. I looked. I didn't this write is down. Around, the, this is like the Top Gun era. Top Gun era. Yep. Yes, exactly right. Yep. We've... For whatever reason, this year we did a lot of movies from 1986. I didn't realize there's that. a lot of good movies that came out in '86. Yeah, and so like I was wanted to see what beat it, and I was like, we reviewed that, we reviewed that, we reviewed that. Oh, yeah. Not all this we, year. We but, went like, through a whole bunch of them in, like that '80s, that '80s month that we did. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, 25 I think is pretty admirable for like a low budget and odd yeah. kind of movie like this. For all of everything that came out in the 80s. So, at least 86. It was nominated for two Oscars. Shit. JT. For effects and music. Okay. And not score, just music. It did not win. Yeah. The effects uh, went to Aliens, which came out in 1986. Yeah, yeah, that would probably win. And the music was Take My Breath Away for Top Gun. Yeah. Yeah, original song. Yeah. Yeah. Because I read that they had to edit the song that they uh, submitted was uh, a bad mother from outer space. Right. And there's swearing in it. So they had to edit it for the Oscar version. Well, that was the I did they edit the whole thing? Because I read that it was also the only song ever to have profanity in it. That was an Oscar nomination. Yeah. But but when they submitted the song. Like to play the song, they had to edit out. Oh, okay. Saying shit right. and tough titty. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, sure. Um, I wonder if this is where my because my mom always used to tell me tough titties. My mom is a curses like a sailor. So, um, it was also nominated for some Golden Globes. JT really didn't win them, but it was nominated. For Best Picture in Music and Comedy and Original Score. And I would like to argue that the winners that did win those two are don't even know what they are. Like (laughs) the only So the winner of Best Picture of Musical and Comedy is Hannah and Her Sisters. Yeah. Which I've never even heard of. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. And the original score is The Mission. I don't, I don't know. Don't know. I've never heard of that. You know what we have heard 30 years later? Little Shop of Little Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> Way to hold up, you, The Mission. Yeah. Good yep. job, The Mission. Yeah, horse's ass. Yeah. Um, Let's do The Mission in, instead of Brigadoon. <laughs> <laughs> Just to really piss off Chelsea. <laughs> uh, ends up being, like, really good, and we're like, oh, I shouldn't have said oh, all fuck, that about The fuck Mission. yeah, The Mission. <laughs> this comes from our new favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Guys, why have you not? Why is no one talking about the mission <laughs> from 1986? <laughs> this is the first time I've ever seen this. We said it in the very uh, yeah. opening of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I'm, I'm very curious about your opinion on it. Let me synopsize the movie. I usually oh, hand this there off you to go. you, but I'm going to take it. Take it since, since it was the yeah, first this time is your I've first, seen it. Yeah. Um. So, the main character, played by Rick Moranis, mm-hmm. works in a lowly flower shop in Seymour. Skid Row. Seymour, his Seymour. name. Seymour. Um, their flower shop is on hard times. Yeah. Uh, until he uh, comes across some sort of maybe odd plant yeah. that he just ran into on his local stroll down the... <laughs> 
Botany was Street? walking Walker. down the flower district. <laughs> right. <laughs> when a full eclipse happened. Total eclipse of the sun. I'm just going to say all this shit. <laughs> and with that, found an exotic plant that he's never seen and took it with him back to the flower shop where it garners immediate attention from the public. Yeah. And from there, uh, the flower shop becomes prosperous and more and more people come to see it. But the flower that he picked may have more to it than he first thought. Mm -hmm. It may be carnivorous. It may be out for blood. It may be out to eat you. Oh my god. And then Seymour has to learn how to deal with what he has essentially created. My god. Little shop of horrors. Little shop. Little shop of horrors. <laughs> you know what I didn't know? In this, was that there were so many celebrity cameos in this. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. I knew Rick Moranis was really good celebrity cameos, too. (laughs) Really good. (laughs) Like, every time the movie would maybe, like, take a dip, which isn't very much because the movie's only 90 minutes long. Yeah. But it would, like, kind of slow down a little bit, and there would be, like, a huge celebrity cameo. Yeah. Doing, like, just chewing scenery. Amazing. Yeah. Like, they, they... chose their cameos very well where it's like you're only going to be in this for five minutes do what you do and do it as well as you possibly can (laughs) and they did yeah they very (laughs) much did i think the first big one is john candy yeah playing the dj and he's just fucking cuckoo bananas doing like he's like a borderline schizo with the shit that he does yeah he's like doing the fucking morning zoo shit all by himself like doing his own sound effects for all that shit like perfect it was great they had uh bill murray in this which i never knew i'm gonna go way in depth on bill murray when we get to that part holy shit i knew steve martin was in this but he only has like He's, like, got the biggest small part in this. Yeah. And then uh, Jim Belushi. Yeah, Jim Belushi, which he his part was thrown in last minute. Right. Because uh, we'll get into, into the story, but they had to completely change the ending to this movie. Right. There was, like, two major reshoots, I think, that they had to yeah. do. And there's a lot of... Um, incredible footage they had to throw away because I actually watched both endings to this. Oh, did you? Because yeah. like I, um, I the, the other endings on the other endings on YouTube. If you want to watch it, I might go do that after this. I um, I was reading all about it and I knew it had a bunch of reshoots and stuff, but I didn't really get into all the things I had to change. I I know some of them. Yeah. Um, I know the ending that they wanted, and I read a little bit about it, but then I didn't well, go th- back. They shot. They actually shot it. Well, they, I know, I know that, and, but I yeah, test audiences like hated it or something. Yeah, yeah. well, it's the actual ending to the show because mm-hmm. this is an actual. This is based on an actual stage musical. I actually have the whole history on it written down right here Ooh. that I found very interesting. Yeah, because it's based on like a like a actual other film. Yeah, so it's based on a Roger Corman film. Yeah, from 1960 of the same name. Yeah. 
which was thought to be based on a 1932 story called Green Thoughts about a man eating plant. However, the writer of the Corman version may have been influenced by Arthur C. Clarke's story, The Reluctant Orchid, (laughs) which in turn was inspired by the H.G. Wells story, The Flowering of the Strange Orchid, from 1905. My God. So this... this movie is the longest game of telephone <laughs> in the history of entertainment pretty pretty much <laughs> um but there was yeah after the roger corman one i think it became like a bit of a cult thing the roger corman one did yeah and then they created a stage show from that mm-hmm. which this is more based on than anything else yeah well yeah the the woman that plays audrey is from the stage show right and what I didn't realize either is that they play the movie like a stage show. Yeah. Like they're playing to the back row. Oh, they are. And it, I like that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, it's not like a dramatized whole thing and knows it's a musical. Like it's even like, you can tell that it's, on sets. Yeah. And I like it. Like yeah, even that. like <laughs> non-musical scenes are played like they're a play. Like yeah. people are so over the top. Even just <laughs> the the scene where like the first customer comes in <laughs> is yeah. so over the top where it's like, <laughs> what is that amazing plant you have there? <laughs> I, I really like that. <laughs> I don't know why, but I bust a gut when that guy came in because I'm like, is this guy just fucking with him? <laughs> And I'm like, no, they're just playing it like that. I'm okay, good. Let's go. It's like, wow, that's am- that's incredible. I'll have a dozen roses. <laughs> like, will fifty bucks do? Like, well, do you have change for a hundred? Well, no, we only have. It. I'll take a hundred dollars worth then. She's <laughs> just so over the top and just does everything they want him to do. <laughs> it was so good. It was really good. I was rolling at that part. Oh my god. Um, so. The song that we were talking about, the mean, oh, oh, I mean, we already said that anyway. The the song that we we're talking about that was dedicated or the that was nominated for the Oscar was called "Mean Green Mother from Outer Space." Yeah, it's the only original song in the movie. Oh, was it? Yeah, that's why it got nominated for. That's the only song that got nominated for an Oscar. Okay, I think like a lot of movies that are based on musicals do that because Grease did it for Hopelessly Devoted. I didn't know that either. Yeah, because hopelessly devoted's not in the stage in the stage show. That's that was made just for the movie. I think they usually do that just to like try and get a song nominated for an Oscar. Okay, I didn't actually. This is a bit of a tangent, but in high school we did Grease as a play. Yeah, and what I found out there was that there was music in the stage show that wasn't in the movie either. Yeah, like music that you'll hear in the background of the movie is actually just like a reprise of an actual song in the stage yeah, show. Yeah, I think there's four songs from the stage show that aren't in the movie. Yeah. And so I I found that... I, I actually didn't even know Grease was a stage show first. I just yeah. thought it was a movie. I had no yeah. idea until I did... Oh, you're talking about... Uh, I was, <laughs> for Little Shop of Horrors, there's four songs... Oh, okay. From the stage show that aren't in the... Well, anyway, I was still talking about Grease. Yeah, so. but no, yeah, but yeah, but Grease, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, Grease, I think there was a few songs that were in the stage show that aren't in the mm. movie. But, uh, oh, oh, so, um, Shop of Horrors had four, you said? Yeah, I think I read, I, I was going through the IMDb trivia today, and there's, like, four songs 
that were in the stage show that weren't in the movie, and mm. then um, Mean Green Mother from Outer Space was not in the stage show that was written specifically for the movie. Cool. It was a good song. It was probably yeah. one of my favorite ones, actually. Really? I think so. Like it, it was. Well, it's like the whole. It's like close to the end of the thing. Yeah, I it's thought like, it was really fun. Yeah, it's like the final showdown song between uh, between Seymour and Audrey too. Yeah, I really liked that song. The opening song, Skid Row. Yeah. Because um, we, <laughs> we have a history with it. There's a... <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a... We listen to a, a podcast called Comedy Bang Bang, and every time uh, <laughs> their host ha- has a, a specific person on, they always break out into song, and it always ends up being downtown. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> um. I wish this wasn't, like, the first time seeing it, and I wish, like, I would have watched it, like, earlier than today. Yeah. Because I would have also been, like, because you said you've been listening to the soundtrack, like, oh, all week man. since we've been, since you watched it. Yeah. I wish I would have done that, too, because I would have loved to be more familiar with the songs. Yeah. There's so many, like, I'm I'm a little biased, because I've watched this before, and I I love all the music in it, because I, I love, like, that whole, like, Motown doo-wop sound. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and that's... This entire movie is all that kind of music, so yeah. I, I will legit just like put the the soundtrack on and just listen to it at work. Cool, especially like this week where I knew we were doing this. I'm like, oh fuck, I forgot how good these fucking songs are. Mm-hmm. Like, all, I think all of them are really. I've, it's hard from. It's, I'm hard pressed to like find one that I just don't like. Right. Like even because uh, I brought up last week where when we did uh, Seven Brides where like there was some love songs that I just kind of thought were cheesy and kind mm-hmm. of whatever but even like the love ballads I do in this like there's a purpose to them mm-hmm. and they actually kind of have a story behind them where like they actually actually kind of have a feel for the person kind of like pouring their heart out in yeah. it yeah 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 um, <laughs> speaking of Seven Brides like after we did the show I was obsessed with listening to that soundtrack even more the Seven Brides <laughs> one yeah and I think I I love your bless your beautiful hide obviously, but mm-hmm. I listen to Lonesome Polecat probably more than all of them. Really, I don't know why it just calms me down, and I really like it a lot. Oh yeah, even more so after we did the show, mm-hmm. and even like the slower songs, I didn't mind as much listening to them just as a soundtrack. Okay, but like in the movie, it was weird. Also, I found out too that I don't necessarily like. The the woman, uh, uh, Millie, she, like, has two different ways of singing. Yeah. Like, she does the one where she's just, like, it's her own voice and she's just, like, singing a happy song with the brothers. Yeah. Or she'll sing, like, full opera style. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't like that kind. I like yeah. when she's, like, having more fun. But anyway, that was last Aud- week. Audrey kind of has that same thing in this, too. A little... Oh, like, yeah, she, a little bit. Because yeah. she, she'll, like, she'll kind of, like, sing in character a little bit, and then she'll get really into it, and then just, like, blast to, like, the back of the room. <laughs> yeah. There's, yeah. Especially there's one time where every time it happens, I fucking start laughing, where they reprise... <laughs> Where they reprise suddenly Seymour, and then oh, just, yeah, she yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking lays Belts into it. Like, oh my god! <laughs> that, there was, uh, I think it might be that same song where, like, both Seymour and, what's her name? Audrey. Audrey are, like, together, and he it's just Rick Moranis singing, and she's, yeah. like, singing in her, like, little mousy voice, and all of a sudden just, like, just <laughs> belts. 
<laughs> she belts it. Whoa, holy shit. Yeah. Like, and I didn't know she was, like, a Broadway star either. Yeah. But, like, I was in very impressed with, like, how she can jump between, like, that really mousy voice. Yeah, like, she still throws just... in... Yeah, she still, like, throws in accents of it every once in a while. Yeah, and then just belt it out. And yeah. I'm like, man, that was... All... I like I like it a lot. Yeah. I like... really liked her character a lot, actually. <laughs> when, I first, when I first watched this, I was not a fan of Audrey because I was like... Ugh. I just wish she would just stay in character when you sang. Cause I just, she struck me as like, she got the meeting for the movie and she was like, well, I'm just going to sing with my regular voice. So it's like, but Audrey is like, she's kind of like New York trash. Like that's how she talks. <laughs> right. She should probably sing like that. It's like, okay, well I'll try to do it every once in a while, <laughs> but I'm going to sing in my regular singing voice. <laughs> right, right. Cause like, I'm gonna kill it. yeah, there's like sometimes where, yeah. <laughs> There's like and like in like the in like the in like the smaller parts of the song like she does stay in character and does that like like that crazy little Brooklyn accent. Yeah. But then when it gets like really big and boisterous, then yeah. she's like, I'm moving together. <laughs> like, oh my god! So she's like, I'm gonna show these motherfuckers I can sing. And but like on this viewing, I was like, all right, get it. Get it, girl. <laughs> yeah, get it. Because like there was like watching suddenly Seymour. Like I was almost getting goosebumps because she she belted that fucking song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might listen to the whole soundtrack tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, are is it true that some of the songs are different on the soundtrack than they are in the movie? Uh, they cut out a little bit of the dialogue in between. Okay, like there's uh there's some songs where. Like, especially in the movie where there's, like, some downtime where you're kind of, like, watching the characters interact or, like, some dialogue. But in the soundtrack, they cut that out and they just cut right into it. Okay. All right. Um, speaking of the Motown things, they have, like, three Motown singers all throughout the <sighs> I movie. I love all of them. Which I, yeah, I really especially like. Especially one of them is Gina from Martin. Okay. <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted to say because I was like, who the fuck? I saw it from second one. And I'm like, where do I know her from? <laughs> and I went and looked up her IMDb, and I'm like, Martin! Yeah! <laughs> I was like, I know her from Martin! <laughs> and also, she wasn't the only one, because also one of the other girls, uh, I wrote down her name, where is it? Here we go. Uh, Tachina Arnold? Yeah. She was also on Martin. Oh shit! As somebody, another a reoccurring like, character. The same person. I want to just think that the same person that cast Little Shop of Horrors cast Martin. <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> I would love that. Uh, but no, I think they call him like the Greek chorus because it's it's kind of like a thing from like Greek plays where there's always like some women that are in the background that kind of like push the story along. Yeah, it's like um the. Uh... Oh shit! Have you ever seen the Hercules? Yeah, Hercules. Yeah, like it's Hercules. Just like those Motown yeah, girls. Yeah, a lot of this reminded me of Hercules because Hercules also has that same Motown feel to mm-hmm. it when uh, with their songs. Yeah, Hercules is a super underrated Disney movie. I totally agree with you. <laughs> I so for whatever reason I was on this um, Spotify playlist where they play just like a bunch of random songs at the yeah. end of some podcasts. Yeah, and. I think it's actually the Lights, Camera, Barstool one. I'm bringing them up a lot this fucking week. <laughs> anyway, they play a song at the end of every single show. And so mm-hmm. every single one of those songs is on their playlist. And that yeah. song, like, Bless My Soul, Herc was, oh, on, was yeah. on that playlist. So good. And I just heard it, like, last week. And I'm like, 
I fucking love Hercules. Yeah. It's so good. Mala's obsessed with that song that Meg sings, like, uh, I'm in Love. Devoted or something? No, it's... Oh, that's Greece. Yeah, that's Greece. Why is that in the my, one, anyway? Like, it's the one where she talks about how she's not going to say she's in love. Yeah. Like, she upset, like she plays it, like, almost all the time we're in the car. And it's a good song. Yeah, it's a good song. And it's, like, it still has, like, that Motown feel to it. Because it still has, like, the Greek chorus in the background kind of, like, egging her on. Like, you know you're in love with him, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, yeah. like, And then she's like, at least out loud, I won't say I'm in love. <laughs> doop do doo wop Like, oh, so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> can just write hercules down to do oh, just my god sometime yeah danny devito was a goat person <laughs> james woods regardless of what your feelings <laughs> on him is hades james wood played a fucking badass hades <laughs> he really does <laughs> <laughs> anyway little shop of horrors this is we're like way off the rails we're, we're on this back app. in off topic podcast territory <laughs> um where were we uh oh yeah martin <laughs> yeah back to something else is that little shop of I also okay. So what I also read is that the um, the Greek chorus or whatever, everyone in of them is named after a different like Motown group. Yeah. Yep. Um, I can't remember what they are. Yeah. Like, I should have wrote them down, but I didn't. Yeah. And they also I like them because they kind of like exist out of the action. Yeah. Because even the beginning, it's raining and they never get wet. Yep. Did you notice that? Yeah. And they even like portray them as like school kids that are walking by every once in a while too. Yeah. And so that was cool. I and I also read that they, the director Frank Oz, who played yeah. Yoda, yeah, <laughs> who did Little Indian in the Cover that we just did not too right. long ago. Um, he wanted every time they showed up to have a spotlight on him. Yeah, so it was like like a heavenly kind of thing. Follow him around. Yeah, but they couldn't figure out how to not like illuminate, illuminate the other actors. Every, every, yeah, everybody else. So they kind of scrapped it. So anyway, I love them. They're great. Oh my god, it adds so much to like. Every time they sing a song, too, like, uh, like I've listened to the soundtrack so much that the songs that I loved are kind of, like, falling in the background. I'm, like, loving the more obscure ones. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've had some fun now stuck in my head for so, like, all day today. I've just been like, some fun now. Aren't you having some fun now? Like, I was, all day I've been singing that. I can't get out of my fucking head. I, I got to listen to the soundtrack sometimes. <laughs> I'm going to turn it on right now. Just listen to the no. Um, So, why don't we just, like, start going through the movie here? Okay. Um, so, why don't we just start, like, after he gets the plant? Okay. <laughs> do you want to do that? Because not really a, a whole a lot happens. Well, first, first of all, uh, downtown, when they do that song, I love musicals that start out with, like, just kind of like a... Like a bass song kind of like mm-hmm. lays the foundation for oh, where yeah. you are. Yeah. And uh, Downtown Skid Row is such a good song. Yeah, it was really good. Because, yeah, like La La Land kind of did that too, where they did the uh, like the beginning song where it's just a bunch of people. Like you barely see the main characters. It's a lot of like kind of the background characters kind of telling you where you are. That song that they're in traffic, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I-, I love that for this because it does set the, the idea that. You are legit in a neighborhood that people live in that are miserable and it sucks. Mm-hmm. And they even even throwing in like the idea that this is what you go back to when you've worked in like the more upper crust part of of the city, mm-hmm. where it's like you spend all day 
working for all of these big wigs that are expecting you to like clean up their shit and then at the end of the day you get on a bus and you go home but your home is skid row and skid row fucking sucks yeah and i love that because like you see uh you see seymour and he works in skid row mm-hmm. so he never leaves skid row right so you totally feel for him where like this is where people go to live and they hate where they live Seymour is stuck in Skid Row. He can't leave. So mm-hmm. then when they get to his part of the song, like you really feel for him where it's like, I just want to get out of here in <laughs> any way possible. Right, right. I don't even give a shit if I get a job outside of the city, but I'm homeless and the only person who give me a job is this shitty plant owner right. who that, that lives in Skid Row, so I'll never leave Skid Row. I just want the smallest opportunity to get out of Skid Row. Mm-hmm. And it's really well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that song is really good. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a perfect one to set the tone mm-hmm. for where they are. Yep, it do, I guess it doesn't really like mean much after like the whole plot really picks up that they mm-hmm. live in Skid Row, but it's still like a good song. But it's still a, it's a it's a good basis because for the things that Seymour's doing, because the things it, that he's doing right. is garnering attention and getting him money. So like the fact that he is willing to kind of overlook some of the shady shit that's gonna go down like you you get that idea where it's like well shit he lives in this terrible place and has no money the only way he's ever gonna get out of here is if he has money yeah and i guess it also helps too um that it's like audrey and seymour can then like well i guess more seymour because audrey 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 Audrey, uh chimes in in it too like she kind of talks about how Skid Row sucks. Like she has like a small part in it. Yeah. Who who sings the song where they have like their future lives together? Is that Audrey? Seymour? Oh, okay. Somewhere that's green. I fucking oh my god. I love somewhere that's green. Um, because she <laughs> like that their whole dream is essentially to get out of Skid Row and like have this like little yeah picket fence commu- like little house yeah. they live in and have like this little yeah. perfect and, life. and not to jump ahead, but I fucking I love the idea of somewhere that's green because you see musicals nowadays and they're so like over the top when it comes to like imagining what they're going to do. Like, it's always like, I'm going to be rich. I'm going to live in a mansion. I'm going to have the best life. And then Audrey's Audrey, when she sings somewhere that's green, like she she like sings so passionately about things that people bitch about. (laughs) (laughs) where it's like where it's like well shit i now i just want you to have that because you're not even you're not asking for too much right yeah it's just it's like the she's asking for a middle lower middle class life exactly (laughs) like you see all the things that she she sings about so passionately and so lovingly and it's like things that people bitch about yeah like how many times you've heard people like why do you have plastic all of your fucking furniture? It's stupid. <laughs> yeah. But she's like, I want it to keep it nice and clean. And then right. she's like talking about like, she's not talking about like living this big, rich, luxurious life. She just wants a small house like out in the middle of nowhere. Right. So like far away from Skid Row with a person that she cares about. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a great song. Yeah. And it's all fleshed out in like a weird, like hyper like fantasy yeah. kind of like little playground. Yeah, like when she sings a song, she's looking through like a like a Better Homes and Gardens version from like the 1950s yeah. magazine and like the scene is kind of set up like a home and garden magazine like mm-hmm. it's very compactual like com- compact and like very like astroturf looking right. like everything looks perfect even though it's just a very small house right. and it- like a very like 
small living area. It looks like the houses in the neighborhood of Edward Scissorhands. Pretty much, yeah. It, 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 <laughs> just, it just does legit look, legit look like Edward Scissorhands. But no, it makes you sympathize with her more because she's not asking for too much. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes Audrey likable. Like, beyond, like, her, like, slightly annoying voice and, like, the fact that she, like, dresses super over-sexualized. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, no, but... When you like get to know her more, like you kind of see like the person behind the facade, where she feels like she has to look like that to attract men to get any kind of attention because mm-hmm. she's never had it before. Right. But what she does have is like a really shitty boyfriend <laughs> who, <laughs> played by Steve Martin, who does like. An amazing job in this being a douchey asshole. Oh my god. Dentist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now the first time I saw this, Gordon I did not Scrivello. see Yeah. The, the the first time I saw this, I, I didn't know too much about Little Shop of Horrors before I saw this. So the dentist thing never struck me. Did that strike you before they actually revealed it? I don't think so. No, I have no idea. The minute he went in and was like, you'll be a dentist, I started laughing <laughs> so hard. Because I was like, I was on my edge of my seat where it's like, what the fuck's he going to say? Because he's like building it up where it's like, I did all this terrible shit as a kid. And my mom said, I know the exact, exactly right profession you need to take to make this a reality. And I'm like, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? And then he busts in, rips off his big leather jacket, and he's wearing fucking like... <laughs> Uh, like scrubs for a dentist and I'm like that is amazing like it's right. just out of nowhere and he's just right. going through and pulling people's teeth and shit yeah. like oh my god it's the best yeah. that was one of the better songs in this too it yeah. was so fun they even do like that shit where it's like a mouth puppet where you like that was awesome <laughs> and it was only for one shot yeah. of the movie yeah and like they-, they shoot the camera through a mouth puppet and he's like drilling teeth and on this mouth puppet, it's so fucking good looking. So that one shot, like, maybe lasts, like, five seconds or yeah. whatever. And, like, it was amazing because I've heard about that shot a lot. More than probably anything in this movie, ironically. That it they built this whole inner mouth with that moves and the tongue moves and yeah. it opens up and down. And the tool, like, when he goes in to use it, they use, like, force perspective and they give him, like, a weird oblong-shaped tool to look like it's coming way at you. Yeah, because everything looks really big. Yeah, and he's <laughs> singing through this guy's open mouth. And then he pulls back, and then he just has a regular tool in his hand. You never see that shot again. Yeah. But, like, master craftsmanship on all the practical oh my effects God, on this. It's ridiculous. Because this and Audrey 2, the plant... Audrey 2. Are you kidding me? Those. This is like yeah. one of the best puppet tearing things like, I've ever seen her in lips, any movie. Like her lips move so you can actually see her like say vowels. I've never seen that on a puppet before. Like before or after. Yeah. Like there's CG that looks worse than this puppet. Exactly. <laughs> like, and even like the craftsmanship inside the mouth because they even like do things where it's like, yeah, she has like Audrey 2 has teeth. But, like, all, like, the tongue and everything has, like, this, like, weird plant, like, flower-looking thing. Yeah. Where, like, it almost kind of makes you believe that this could be a plant. Yeah. Like, the back of, like, the back of his, of the Audrey 2's throat, like, looks like kind of like a flower. Right. And, like, the tongue kind of has, like, this, like, veiny kind of... Uh, like, leafy texture kind of Yeah, leafy look. Yeah, like, like, the tongue looks like, like a big leaf. Right. Like, 
all of it looks like it could very well be a plant that exists. I was blown away that in 1986 they were able to do this. <laughs> yeah. Like, it blew me away. Yeah, and they make it enormous. Yeah, I think like, there was like six different puppets, I think, throughout yeah. the entire filming of this. Like, yeah. every gradually getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it ends up getting so huge <laughs> that in order to puppeteer it, when they were doing the songs at the end... They had to like slow down the songs and they had to lip sync to them at a slower frame rate. Yeah. Because it took a lot more to move the puppets and oh, shit. Oh my God. And then they sped it up to 24 frames per second. That's amazing. And it all, yeah, I know. and it's seamless. I want to go back and see kind of like a making of this. Cause like, I'm not bit, I'm not like shitting you when you say they like get the lips to move where like you can see that it is like saying vowels like yeah. the lips are moving like how the vowel would be said <laughs> yeah where you're like yeah. that is beyond that's like above and beyond like you don't need to do that for a movie in 1986 no. but they did it and it looks like it's an actual mouth that's talking right and for a budget of 25 million dollars <laughs> i'm like all the budget had to go to that fucking puppet <laughs> it had to if it was made today, that $25 million would just be the puppet. Yeah. And it would probably somehow look shittier. It probably would. I, I, I don't know It'd be how. like funneled for some drugs or something. <laughs> but, uh, grab oh me some God. dank juice, Troy. You want some dank juice? You yeah. got it, buddy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Audrey 2 is so fucking good looking in this. It's yeah. It's insane. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, the one, one of the things that I love the most in this is like the love story even mm-hmm. between Audrey and Seymour. Cause like, it feels there's a lot of love stories in movies where it's just like good looking person versus good looking person and, or with good looking person. Right. And you're just like, you just root for them to get together because they're hot and you want to see them bang each other. Right. But they go out, they even go out of your way in a, in a song. Like Audrey goes out of her way in a song to say, yeah, Seymour's not the cutest. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, but you, they, they strike you as like a couple. You want to see them get together. Right. They're like that. It's like an average looking couple, but they just like, you can feel the tension yeah. even when they're like singing about each other or when they yeah. just start ch- talking and they keep getting closer and closer and closer to each other. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I love it. Like, uh, I always when, like when I was bitching about the love songs in, uh, in seven brides for seven brothers, like in this, like the two major love songs are somewhere that's green, which we already talked about and suddenly Seymour which I fucking love Suddenly Seymour. Mm-hmm. It is such a goddamn good song. And like the way it's presented, it's not presented in this way where it's like, this is pretty much like Seymour professing his love to Audrey, mm-hmm. but it's not done in a way where it's like, your eyes are like the stars and right, like right. you have the beauty of a thousand suns and blah, 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 blah. It's just like, look, you don't have to be another person in front of me. Right. I've worked with you long enough that I know who you are. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be. You don't have to be this facade to try and get my attention. I know who you are, and I love that. Mm-hmm. And then it's her realizing that, and then the whole like suddenly Seymour is standing beside me is kind of like I'm finally realizing that Seymour is the only person that'll accept me for me. Mm-hmm. And that's a that is probably one of the most touching love songs <laughs> yeah. you can get. Right. Where there's no bullshit, it's just, I love you for you, 
and now I'm here for you. And right. that's all the song is. Yeah. And it's so good. Mm-hmm. Like you, like it actually makes you feel like, yeah, how'd you get on that shit? <laughs> get, get on it. Um, so le- before we skip totally past like Steve Martin and all that shit. Um, so he plays this total douchebag dentist and he yeah. loves inflicting pain on people. Yeah. But what I love is when Bill Murray shows oh, up. Oh my God. <laughs> to his dentist that office. That Bill Murray scene is the best. With Rick Moranis in the waiting room. Right. While, like Bill Murray's just like having these orgasmic screams. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> He's like a guy just addicted to pain and like yeah. goes to like a dentist every day of the week and like yeah. just wants him to just wants to get hurt by this guy. And it totally throws Steve Martin off where he's just like, yeah, get he the gets fuck out so of here. Pissed. Like the only reason he's a dentist is because he loves torturing people and this guy is legit like busting a nut right sitting in his <laughs> really sitting in this chair being yeah. like Oh, you're going to use that? Oh, yeah. He like, comes with his own apron and cotton to <laughs> put in does. his mouth. And I... I yeah, he was... puts, he's, like, prepping himself for the op- for a root canal. Right. Well, like, Steve Martin's, like, showing him all of the tools. And he's right. just like, oh, What are you going to yeah. do with that? Oh, tell him what you're going to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Also, fun fact... In Batman 89, yeah. when Joker's getting his plastic surgery, yeah. they show the same tools on that table as they do in that pull-out drawer that oh, Steve Martin shit. pulls open. Nice. Same shit. Anyway, but Bill Murray freaked me out in this. I fucking hate people who are addicted to pain. Like, <laughs> and it, I love when, it like, rubs me the wrong way. There's like that little kid that's in there before him and he's like yeah. so impatient that he's not even sitting in the chair. He's like <laughs> yeah. squatting. Yeah. yeah, he's got his feet on there and he's like, tell me, tell me what he did. Tell me what he did to you. And like the kids like can't even talk because yeah. he's got like this big fucking, big fucking brace fucking on his gear, face. Oh, what is that to me? It's so fucking good. Yeah. And it's such a throwaway scene too, but it like yeah, almost yeah. it almost steals the whole movie. <laughs> For a while it does. <laughs> Also funny too, I was reading up on it that like there was hardly any dialogue written for this whole scene. Yeah. And Bill Murray pretty much ad-libbed everything. Yeah. But it took two days to film, so every time they shot, he would just ad-lib. And so it was a fucking bitch to edit so it was coherent at all. Because <laughs> every time it would be different. <laughs> It just totally seems like a Bill Murray thing to do. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so like that was an amazing scene, and that's the scene where also um, Seymour is out to feed Audrey yeah, too. Because Audrey's so big that blood won't suffice anymore. Except at this point, he's just been pricking his finger and sticking the finger in Audrey's mouth, right? You know, like a little blood bottle. Yeah. Pretty much. But now yep. he's pricked all of his fingers at this point. And they're all it like seems you're not up. happy till I open a vein. <laughs> <laughs> and so she needs more sustenance. Yeah. And he's out to get the biggest dickhead in town. Yeah. Which is Audrey's dick boyfriend. Yep. Uh, oh, the song before that, the Feed Me Seymour song. Oh, that was the, good too. Yeah. The, the person that does the singing for Audrey 2 is so good. Oh, I got his name like, right here. Uh, yeah, I can't remember his name, but he sounds like... Levi Stubbs. Yeah, like he kind of sounds like a lower register Little Richard. A little bit, yeah, yeah. But it's such a good... He has such an amazing voice. I fucking love him. As, yeah. uh, especially as Audrey 2, where everyone else... 
that sings, they kind of have like their own kind of uh, style of singing. And then Audrey 2 comes in and it's like this boisterous, outgoing voice that that like sings to to uh, Seymour where like you can almost kind of see how he kind of falls under Audrey 2's spell. Yeah. Where it's like I love like the only time they really bring up like things that are extravagant and over the top is when Audrey 2 is trying to convince him to kill for for him. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's awesome. And then it's like and like Audrey 2 itself is such an interesting character because it's like it, it kind of adapts to what Seymour is looking at looking for because that that song it's just he's throwing everything out there it's like I'll make you rich you'll have like all the women in the in the world everyone will love you I'm just working for you I just want you to be happy just feed me and I'll make sure that you're happy mm-hmm. blah 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 and then when it gets to supper time when he has to kill his boss yeah. it's like think of Audrey you love Audrey, right? You're not going to see Audrey if you're in prison. Like it's like he adapts to like what what Seymour what Seymour's motivation is. So it makes him like a really good antagonist. I fucking love Audrey too. Yeah. I going in this not knowing any I just thought that immediately that this man-eating plant was going to just become like it's kind of like Gremlins yeah. or whatever where yeah. it's like Starts off with this cute little thing and then immediately goes evil. And mm-hmm. it doesn't really. No. Like, it's, you don't know where it's kind of going until maybe, like, the f- end of the second act, yeah. really. And you find out, like, oh, man, this thing is, like, a huge burden. Like, yeah. not only does it want to just, like, drink blood, but now it's coming full-on evil. Yeah. And it's like, holy but shit. But it's, like, it also, it wants to survive. Well, I know that, but, like, <laughs> I like how it plays up when it's set in the 60s. Where they do a lot of, back then, it was, like, a big, a lot of, like, sci-fi aliens and all this kind of yep. shit after, uh, like, Roswell happened or whatever. Yeah. I think it's in the 50s, actually. I'm pretty sure it's set in the 60s. Okay. Just saying. Just saying. Want well, me to get we'll that wiki f- out? We'll fight later. Want me to get the wiki out? Get that wiki out. I got, actually, I got fucking IMDb up right now. What do we got? Is I thought there... it was 50s. Maybe it's 60s. Is there, like, a... Nah, the plot summary is not going to give me shit. Anyway, um, doesn't I'll, matter I'll give, when I'll it give is. 60s. It could be um, 60s. But anyway, that's when like a lot of sci-fi yep. alien type shit out. So I like that it was like a play on that too, where the plant was like an alien life force that yeah. ended up like, yeah. I guess, getting beamed to Earth during the eclipse or yeah. some shit like that. Yeah. And I really like that a lot. I also lot. love I like, the small bit of like and... Asian racism during Duwa, where it's like I. W- I met with a with a elderly Chinese man that sold me a plant, Ching Bao. But uh, once it gets to, I would man, I just want to keep talking about the puppetry, but like because like near the very end, where like Audrey Two is just getting like out of control. Yeah. And it's like the big, it's like as big as the room. Yeah. And then it's singing its song. Yeah. And it's um, like background singing buds that are like coming off of her. Right. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, this is so good. Because <laughs> even those little buds each have their own individual mouths yeah. and tongues that move yeah, in them yeah, and all that shit. Yeah. God damn. <sighs> I just keep thinking about it. It's so good. He's going to go marry that puppet. Um. So anyway. 
uh, it kind of ends like how you would would expect it to. Like, he ends up defeating Audrey too, and like a building collapse. Yeah. Um, but then there were alternate endings to this. Yeah, there's one in particular that they actually filmed. Mm-hmm. That's insane. That the fact they filmed all of this because I you, you can find it on YouTube if you look hard enough. But it's legit twenty minutes worth of uh, of footage for the alternate ending. Okay, and it's it's more depressing, and no surprise, I like it more. <laughs> yeah. But I also I also like this one too. Like I like I'm kind of torn on which ending I like the most because I genuinely love Audrey and Seymour's relationship so much that I do like that they end up together. Uh huh. But, like, the alternate ending makes so much sense on where the story was building, what, what the story was building to from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, did you read what the ending was completely? I, I kind of know uh, what it is. It's like, um, Audrey 2 ends up eating both Audrey and Seymour. Yeah. And, like, just attacks the city pretty much, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it's, um, I'll lay it out for you. It's, like, right... The the alternate ending starts right where he where uh, Audrey two calls Audrey, okay, and is and coaxes her into coming to the coming to the shop, and then he does all that thing where like he's like sexually objectifying or like running right. his like, like <laughs> right. running his vines up and down her body, where you're like, right. holy shit, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but then yeah, like he he puts Audrey in his mouth, and then uh, Seymour comes in and pulls her out, but. Like she's mortally wounded, and she's and she's like kind of dying in the alleyway, and she's like, "Look, Seymour, the only way you're gonna get out of Skid Row is if you keep feeding Audrey too, mm-hmm. because she's like the one thing, or like Audrey too is like the one thing that people like love you for, right? So just use Audrey too to get out of Skid Row, and then you can do whatever you want. But if you feed me to Audrey too, then I'll always be by you." So then she reprises somewhere that's green where she was like, I'll be, I'll be with you somewhere that's green, somewhere that's green being Audrey too. Okay. <laughs> so then <laughs> fucking do this, a like, crazy, like dramatic scene where like Seymour walks into the shop and just like feeds Audrey to Audrey too. Okay. And then, uh, like Seymour runs away and then, uh, the guy that Jim Belushi plays, mm-hmm. it's another guy right. in, the, in the alternate one because they had to get Jim Belushi for the alternate ending or for the original ending. He comes up and says pretty much what Jim Belushi said, where it's like, we want to sell the, the clippings of Audrey two to sell to people mm-hmm. because it's this big hit. And he's like, right. no, I don't want to do it. And then, but like the, the difference is when Seymour runs away, the guy yells, well, we don't need your permission to get it. We can just get it however we want to. We can sneak into the shop if we need to and get it. Mm-hmm. So, like, he yells that he's running away, and then he's, and then that's when Seymour's like, well, the only way I'm going to make sure the world's safe is if I beat you. And then they do the whole Mean Mother from Outer Space song. Okay. When the building collapses, instead of him shocking Audrey 2 to death, Audrey 2 just grabs him out of the rubble and then puts him in in his mouth and eats him. <laughs> and then it goes into a whole other, like a completely different song that was not even in the original cut that they play where, uh, like the, the Greek chorus is like talking about how like the people, people are now obsessed with Audrey too, and how they all want one of their own and how, 
this guy came in and like got like made his own Audrey twos and now they're like wreaking havoc on the city and there's a legit five minute long sequence where they're blowing up a model city with Audrey twos just annihilating everything oh, like it's, it's legit five minutes long and they're like blowing up things they're like eating people there's like explosions a whole bunch of shit and it ends with like two audrey twos on top of the statue of liberty wrapping their vines around the head and it says the end oh shit yeah like it is very elaborate like, i'm surprised they got rid of it because it looked like a lot of money went into that and in, into that alternate ending damn that because that even fits more into like the like weird alien scare 1960s sci-fi yeah. like B movie type yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. And it and it and, and it's a perfect uh esca- escalation of the story where like Seymour goes from feeding Audrey to like the person he hates the most and then his boss that he like he kind of likes because he brought him in when he was poor and an orphan, but he treats him like shit. Right. So then he feeds him his, and then he ends up feeding him the woman he loves the most, and then he ends up feeding him himself. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just this escalation of, like, when does it end? And then it ends when you end up feeding yourself to this plant. Dang. Yeah, so it, I think that ending makes way more sense. But in the same sense, I love Seymour and Audrey's relationship so much that I almost kind of, like, was giddy when they ended up getting that house right for somewhere that's green. I was like, oh, Good. <laughs> yeah. I like both. I don't know which one I'd like more. to Because I know test audiences hated that. Yeah. They also, I, I guess, were appalled at the dentist scene. Because I, <laughs> it was, like, way grungier in there. Yeah. Like, like blood on yeah, the walls. Yeah, there was supposed to be, like, shit. blood on the walls and, like, dirt everywhere. And so they didn't like that. So they reshot that scene as well. Where it was, like, cleaner and all that other shit. And then he just... It was more of, like... Hey, I'm gonna like torture these people, but you're not gonna see the torture splattered all over the walls or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So like those are like the two I think the two big reshoots that they did because this originally was scheduled to come out in July really? of 1986 as a summer release. Yeah. Summer release. Summer release. <laughs> but then the, those two huge reshoots pushed it out to December. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, I want to. Is there? Can you find that on YouTube and just share it on the Twitter page? Uh, I'll see if I can. the The one that I pulled up was kind of weird because it was really small. But I think I could, if I look hard enough, I think I'll find like a really good version of it. I found a really good version of it where it's just the last five minutes where they show the plants destroying the the city. Okay. But yeah, like if you find like the original ending, it's legit twenty minutes long. There is, um, cause what I was also reading too, when it was, this was going to be re-released in the nineties or something, mm-hmm. or maybe it was like early 2000, maybe 2001. I know there's a director's cut. They, they, they I think released that's what I'm talking that. About. Yeah. There's a director's cut. They released that does have this original ending because they were, they had the original ending with all like the negatives and stuff. They put it out on a DVD and then they recalled it. And then, because they wanted to re-release it in the theaters. Yeah. With the original ending. Yeah. But then that never happened. And then mm-hmm. I don't think you can see it up until they re-release it again in like 2012, where they have like yeah. both endings on the di- yeah. on the Blu-ray or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I saw, obviously, the original, like not the original one, the reshot one, the yeah. happy ending. Yeah. But I, wa- I really, now that I know that it was 
you've seen it. I want to see it real bad. Yeah. No, it, I wonder it, if it's like a Vimeo link, if you can find it on Vimeo. Maybe. Like maybe. YouTube's but, ugly cousin. I, yeah. I, if you look hard enough on YouTube, you'll find it. But no, I just love... I love the whole thing where, like, they even do where they do like the reprise from Audrey, where she sings somewhere that's green, where she brings up where it's like, if the pl- if Audrey two eats me, I'll be part of Audrey two, and then I'll still grow up with you somewhere that's green. Okay. Where it's like, oh, that's a really fucking good callback. Or <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's not exactly what she pictured, but she still was able to bring up that it's somewhere that's green. <sighs> so fucking good. Solid. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so being it, this is the first time I saw this movie. Yeah, what is what is your your complete idea of the entire movie? So I was kind of surprised because I didn't know it was going to do some things. I had an idea. Like, this movie, in our circle of what we like, yeah. is in the zeitgeist. So you kind of, like, os- get it through osmosis yeah. of, like, things mm-hmm. here and there. But there were some things I didn't know that, it was hap- that would happen at all. Like the whole, mm-hmm. um, I, 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 I think I already said it anyway. Like, so like, I wasn't exactly sure what happened, but I kind of had a good idea Yeah. and going through this, like I was a fan of the songs and I've some that I didn't even know that I've heard before <laughs> through other things. <laughs> um, the puppetry was awesome. Yeah. All the characters were great. Yeah. The cameos were amazing. Yeah. Even though it was like reshot two big scenes, I thought. It was pretty seamless, and, like, I liked the movie yeah. regardless. I, yeah, like, <clears throat> I think it might be because that I, I knew what the what the alternate ending was, but I did kind of feel like the ending was a little bit forced to kind of, to kind of please people. But in the same sense, I like I said, I love Audrey and Seymour's relationship so much where I was like, I don't give a shit. I, I'm glad they're happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. I um, also like rented this on Amazon because it's not free anywhere. Yeah. But after I watched it, I'm like, man, I could just buy that movie. I know. I was I was on the brink of I think I might still do it. I want to just get the get a hard copy of this and buy it. Yeah. I might do it too because like I was surprised on how much I liked it. Yeah. So for the person who threw this out there for our third week singing out the summer, yeah. Dirk feel good. Yeah. Good, good reco. <laughs> good reco, man. I was I was almost on the brink of just being like, let's just do Little Shop of Horrors because it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Because I fucking love this movie so much. Plus, like, so we had four, uh, four entries in the bracket for what was going to be on the third week. Yeah. Like, it was, uh, what, Chicago, this, Moulin Rouge, and... The Greatest Showman. The Greatest Showman. <laughs> this is the best one. I've and seen all four. this one blew them out of the water. Yeah, I've seen all four. This is the best one. Uh, the this Greatest is... Showman and Moulin Rouge tied? Yeah. This one still won by leaps and bounds. A lot, yeah. And Chicago, Chicago got, got no, no votes. Zero votes. <laughs> Which yeah. I thought was very funny. Chicago, or as I like to call it, Orange is the New Pompous. <laughs> That's pretty much the the exact <laughs> description of the whole thing. Oh, that was so good. But, um, but yeah, I would definitely recommend anyone to see this movie. It is, oh, it is so fucking good. Like, like I would... I would recommend anyone to purchase this movie. Yeah, it's 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 so well done, and like this, like 
like the same thing I've been like beating over our heads over and over again. Everything's practical in it. Yeah. And it is God, yeah, that puppetry is fan fucking tastic. It's it's ridiculous. Top notch. Yeah, like going back and rewatching this, I totally forgot that they actually like even automatized the lips to say vowels and I was just like, God damn that's not needed, but it's so fucking appreciated. It was so good. It <laughs> like, was so good. Christ. Like uh, you could you could show this in thirty years and people would still be like, How the fuck do they do that? <laughs> right. I have no idea. <laughs> so going into the grades, I'm I've given this a, like the most solid A I've given probably ever. Yeah. Like, it's really good. Would you say this goes above Seven Brides? Oh! <laughs> Putting you on the spot! Oh, that's <laughs> tough. Okay, I'm going to say this. Yeah. I still think only because of nostalgia yeah. that I like Seven Brides more. Yeah. But I think... As a like an entire movie, I think this one works better. Okay. Like as a whole, this one works better. Yeah. There's some parts of Seven Brides that I can do without. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that barn raising scene, yeah, is yeah amazing. I will. I will not take that away from you. Like, like this is a definitely a different type of musical. Oh, of course. Like, there's it is. no, there's no like over the top dancing or anything, but. I I think this is out of everything that we've reviewed so far. I love the music more in this than the last two that we've done. Okay. And just I think that's mainly just a personal bias cuz I just love that Motown sound yeah. of like the doo-wop thing. Yeah. Like this movie is so Motown that there is a song <laughs> called Doo-wop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um as songs go, um Songs are all great. I want to go back. I've said it already. Like, I've listened to them yeah. on Spotify. Maybe this next week. You, like I said, like I'm at that point now where the more obscure ones are starting to get stuck in my head because I've listened to the other ones that are just in the zeitgeist so much that now I'm I'm stuck on, like, the... Some fun now. Like that's like the ones that like, they, like the scene changes that the Greek like the the Greek choir comes in and sings like in between scenes. Like I'm getting those songs stuck in my head now because even those are so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's everything about this is so well done. But did you grade it yet? Oh, probably uh, the highest of A's. Maybe not. An A plus, but the right. highest of A's right. I can I can give to that yeah. point because it's just the craftsmanship about it is so good yeah. and everyone plays their characters so fucking well. Mm-hmm. Like even Steve Martin is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And like, God damn it! Like I can't even think of anyone that like sticks out as like uh, I could have gone without him. Like they're all so fucking good. Like the only other person, and this would be like the shop owner, like Mishka or whatever his name is. Yeah, but even he's just like he just shows up and he's like. I love the only thing that he really cares about when it comes to Audrey is just to bring up how her boyfriend, how her boyfriend beats her. It's <laughs> yeah. the only lines he ever says, but he like, <laughs> he's like the only character that doesn't like play it to like the moon. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He plays it pretty straight. Yeah. And otherwise, like everyone else is like, boom, 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 playing to yeah. the back row or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But yeah. So like, 
it, it's all good. Although that boyfriend gonna be giving you a shiner? <laughs> oh, you, you need to get rid of that. Get rid of that putz. <laughs> like, oh, what are you talking about, <laughs> Mr. Mishka? <laughs> uh, so yeah, Little Shop of Horrors, high marks from the review crew over uh, here. So go out of your way to see this. It is so goddamn good. Really good. Glad it was included. Especially ni- 1986. It's ridiculous this was made in 1986 ridiculous yeah well besides <laughs> a little shop is there anything else you've been into this last week uh i saw a couple movies over the uh mm. a couple over the week i saw the film how to talk to girls at parties yeah uh, i think i brought that up as like a trailer like a long time ago yeah it's odd okay <laughs> i wanted to like it more than what i did but there are some scenes where even like the fact that she's like an alien they introduce some stuff or even i don't think i fully understand it mm-hmm. where i was like oh okay but i do like the the punk stuff that they introduce mm-hmm. and uh nicole kidman's actually pretty good in it all right okay i really liked her in it okay. so uh i don't know like if you want something different like if you really want to go into it with an open mind then that's the probably the best way to do it because there's some there's like some scenes where it just goes off the wall for no reason where you're mm-hmm. just like what's happening okay and they never really tell you what it is all right so there you go how to talk to girls at parties and I also saw Rampage oh yeah with the uh, the Rock <clears throat> I'm surprised this is PG thirteen this movie's violent as fuck. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm su- there's some things I'm surprised they got away with <clears throat> where I think the only reason they got away with it was, was because they cut away from it so fast. But there are scenes where they show for like a split second, like mutilated, like pieced apart bodies laying of, a like strew monsters of people. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Yeah. There's like one scene where, uh, fucking, uh, Joe, what the fuck's his name? The, the Joe. guy, the wolf guy from uh, True Blood, uh, Manganello. De- yeah, Joe Manganello, is like the head of like this like army group that's trying to kill like the giant wolf. Mm-hmm. That whole scene is badass, by the way. Okay, like it legit like jumps out of the sky and just rips a helicopter out of the air in like the woods. Okay. And it's so fucking good. But like he like walks out into like this open area where it's just bodies of just <laughs> gross bleeding a strewn where you're like, How is this peachy thirteen? Okay. And when they do shit like that, there's like shit where like things get impaled, things get beheaded. Jeez. Like it is just it is violent as fuck for being a PG thirteen. <laughs> Alright. And it's a dumb movie. I'm not going to try and defend it in that sense. Uh-huh. But that last 45 minutes when they're in Chicago is awesome. You okay. need to, just for that you need to watch it cuz right. it's just nonstop watching three giant animals rip a city apart. Okay. All right. Yeah. There's even a part where the rocks like we need to stop them to save the city and I'm like what's left to save? They <laughs> fucked this they fucked everything up. Sure. All right, <laughs> but it's it's a fun it's a fun movie. I, I think it's it's worth a rental. Like if you're just kind of curling up, and you just want something dumb to play in the background, and then when something pops up, it's like holy shit, that's 
fucked up, then mm-hmm. just stop what you're doing and watch. It's, I think it's it's a fun like with friends movie. All right, check that out. Sounds good. And uh, last thing, uh, Netflix put out the latest Matt Gro- Groening Graining show, Disenchantment. Yeah, how was that? I really like it. It's it's definitely got that Futurama feel to it. That's what somebody else but said too. It, yeah, but it takes place in like medieval times, and they even like kind of like bring up like medieval storybook type characters every once in a while. Like they do like a, and the, like a hilarious episode with Hansel and Gretel, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is fucking awesome. Okay, but no, it's it's funny as hell, and like the characters that are awesome. Okay, like she, it's uh, you follow Bean, who's like this makeshift princess who just wants to be like a rebel and do her own thing and there's the this mysterious uh couple that are like witches that put a spell on her that makes a demon follower everywhere uh-huh. so the demon is one of the characters that you see every time and then okay. there's like an elf that is that grows up in pretty much like this village where everything is happy and pure that's so bored with it that he wants he wants to go somewhere that's depressing and uh, torturing, mm-hmm. so he leaves. So every time like he gets to torture, or something bad happens to him. Like he's like so happy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, but it's it's awesome. Like it's just you just follow those three, and they kind of go on adventures. It's kind of like like I said, like a like a medieval enchanted Futurama. Sweet. Following deal. those three characters, and it's really fucking funny. I heard it's kind of slow going at first. Like I'd say the first two or three episodes don't hit you with the jokes as fast as the other ones do. But once you get past those, like it's not like it's all like that Simpsons Futurama humor just hitting you nonstop and it's okay. fucking hilarious. I love cool. it. Cool. I'm like uh I I saw like a while ago that it was ready for me to watch and I'm just mm. like, I need to just fucking get to it. Yeah. Um I have been reading the Frank Miller written all-star Batman and Robin, the boy wonder. Okay. Um, it <laughs> JT, I may let you borrow this really after I am done with it. <laughs> like I've, I knew when it was coming out that it was something else mm-hmm. and it came out like years ago already, but I have never read it fully. Like it's a retelling of Batman getting Robin under his wing. Yeah. But it's crazy Batman. Like, he <laughs> calls himself the goddamn Batman and is fucking insane. <laughs> and, like, to the point where, like, he thinks he's king shit, right? Like, he's got yeah. all this sweet shit at his disposal. Yeah. Like, Robin's parents die. He pretty much kidnaps Robin to tutelage him to be his ward. Yeah. And Robin doesn't want any part of it. Like Dick Grayson is like, whatever, like crazy (laughs) asshole. Like you are fucking nutso. Like at one point, like the Batmobile turns into like a flying machine. Yeah. Like a, like the bat jet or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, pretty cool, huh? And Robin's like, yeah, whatever. And he's like, Hmm. And, like, pissed off that Robin doesn't think he's cool. He even calls Robin retarded at one point. <laughs> and locks him in the Batcave to survive off rats. Jesus! Like, he is absolutely insane. Like, I love this idea. So, like, when Batman is, like, evading the cops after he steals Robin, 
Like, he eventually, like, whips a shit. He turns around and then full-on rams the cops and, like, <laughs> blows their cars up and shit. And the whole time he's doing it, he's maniacally laughing. And oh I'm like, God. Frank Miller, you crazy son of a bitch. Then the whole time, he calls himself the goddamn Batman. I love that. And I'm like, Joel would love this more than anything <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Well, I've always seen, like, Batman is, like, this bore... Like, he's got to be a narcissist where it's, like... Anytime I see a movie where someone is, like, if I quit doing this, the world will not be the same. And you're one person. Right. That's... No. That doesn't... Like, I laughed... I laughed so hard to, like, in Mission Impossible where it's, like, <laughs> I couldn't marry her because the world needed me. Right. Where I'm, like, oh, my God, you're Batman. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like, you probably do shit. But the fact that you think the world needs you makes you the grossest narcissist <laughs> in the world. Yeah. And I love it. So uh, when I get done reading this, I'll let you flip through it at least if you see if you want to read it or not. Yeah. But, like, I think you will enjoy it fully. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I know it doesn't end. Because really? they they it was supposed to be, like, 12 issues or something. And they only did, like, nine. And then they never finished it. And they just was like, fuck it, we'll just put out the book anyway. Yeah. And so it never has, like, a real ending either. I might love that shit, though. I love making up my own endings for things. Great. So maybe you'll love it. I don't know. There you know. go. I'll read it, and then I'll give you my ending. Sweet. I will love we'll it. Give, we'll give each other our own endings for what we think what should happen. I love it. <laughs> um, another thing I've been watching, too, I just been watch- I just realized I went through my YouTube history, and I was like, man, I was watching like a shit ton of videos of this guy, like, two days ago. And a guy called, the channel's called The Box Office Artist. Yeah. Because, like, I recently on Twitter, I I was cleaning up this room a little bit. doesn't look like it now, but I was cleaning it up, and I came across some old drawings. Mm-hmm. And I posted those, and I got the itch to draw again. So I've been watching, like, drawing, like, artists draw on Twitter. Oh, nice. Or on uh, YouTube and stuff. Anyway, this guy is called The Box Office Artist. And he draws... Like, a, he puts a video up, like, once a week or whatever of, like, a whole bunch of stuff. Like, his son will give him a drawing, and he'll recreate that drawing in his style. Yeah. Or he'll draw Batman in 20 different styles. Like, mm-hmm. like if he was on Family Guy, or if it was one of his famous artists, or whatever. Like yeah. that. Or just do, do whatever. Anyway, I've been really into watching him specifically. Yeah. Um... Uh, He's kind of an annoying personality. He laughs at like a lot of everything that he says, even if it's not a joke. Because I think he's just nervous to record himself. <laughs> but he's a really good artist. Yeah. So anyway, I've been really into that. And for so, I'm not going to tell you where I work, but <laughs> where I do work, I am currently working with customer returns of things. Yeah. And for whatever reason, they must have had a sale on some cooking devices. And one is called a sous vide like device. Yeah. Have you do you know what this is? No. So it's a thing that you can it's like this tube. Yeah. That you can hook onto the inner side of a pot with water in it. Mm-hmm. And it intakes water and heats it to a certain temperature and spits it back out mm-hmm. so it gets a water at like a constant temperature yeah and it never like it never it doesn't get to boiling you don't mm. have to turn your oven on or anything it just does it itself and so it like cooks your meat to a very specific temperature oh shit by just spitting water on it 
And you just put... Well, you don't put meat in the water. You put it in a bag. Yeah. And so you vacuum seal the bag yeah. with any herbs or spices you want in it. Yeah. And it cooks your meat to a... Like, it can cook it to, like, a perfect medium. God damn it. And then you just take the meat out, let it sit for a minute, and then sear it in all the sides. Yeah. And you have a perfect medium steak that's seared that never lost any moisture. Jesus. And I found one... I found a video on the internet after I've been seeing those come in through my work of somebody using one. Yeah. And I'm like, I fucking need one, obviously. <laughs> and so I found one on eBay for $50 and it is now en route to my house at this point in time. That is like, first of all, I love that. <laughs> Second of all, that is the epitome of white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> that it's like i need a machine that creates perfect steaks without me trying the best part is the one i have has wi-fi in it so i can cook from my couch <laughs> so yeah throw off that white privilege that's Hi-yo. what i have coming to my house right now there you go i did not want any option that did not have wi-fi in it <laughs> So, oh my god. I, I, <laughs> so normally normally these things run for like close to 200 bucks. I found on eBay for 50 said buy it now. I'm not even going to bid. It's coming to my house from Las oh Vegas right now. So let's see. I I'm hope just imagining like English orphans be, like begging for porridge, and you're over here buying a fifty dollar machine that <laughs> I'm cooking cooks steak your for steak my couch. perfectly while you sit on your couch being lazy. Fuck. <laughs> so the only caveat, right, is that it does take like a long time for this to work, right? You need to like yeah. cook your steak for like yeah two hours or something yeah. like that. But can you imagine the succulents? And you don't even have to fucking leave your couch. <laughs> right. I it's be like watching. two hours of doing jack shit. <laughs> I can't even wait for this thing to oh show up. Oh my god. Uh, I'm going to give it a test run, and if it works out good, I'm having a steak party is what I'm going to oh, do. Oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm the first one here. Great, great. Great. Um, anyway, so that's all I've been into this last week, and possibly some of next week. <laughs> 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 Most of next week. All right. So if people want to talk about boiling steaks with you, <laughs> where can they do that? The milk steak me at Bucky for everyone on Twitter. Also Bucky for everyone on Instagram. And hey, why not Bucky for everyone on Instagram? Snapchat. Snapchat also. <laughs> Instagram and Instagram and Snapchat. Instagram Troy. and Instagram and Snapchat. Great. <laughs> you can find me at Troy the Max on Twitter. You can find us both at Review Review Pod on Twitter. Uh, all of our episodes are also uploaded onto Facebook and YouTube and our host site, uh, reviewreviewpod.podbean.com. Yes. But they're also where all podcasts are sold yeah. as well. You can find us on such platforms as Google Play or yep. Google Podcasts, what they're now called. Yep. We're on Stitcher, Spotify. Spotify. Uh, what up, Spotify. Also, Apple Podcasts, if you listen to us on your Apple device, why don't you just give us a comment, rate, and review us there. Takes no time at all. No time. We'll read it on the show. And if you also like the show, that helps other people find it as well. 
If you want to send us in an email, you're more than welcome to do so on Ooh. reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, I keep looking to reverse engineer me and Chelsea's podcast to find out how to get us onto Alexa. Because oh. I think that's about the only other platform we're not on. You're trying to take over the world? That's right. Because we can listen <laughs> to us right now on my Google Home. Oh, shit. So you can say the name of your podcast and it'll it'll yeah. pop up on your Google? Hey, Google. Play the latest episode of the Review Review Podcast. Oh, shit. Alright, playing the latest episode of About to Review, ATR number no. one. No! No! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> hey, Google. Stop. <laughs> well, that didn't work. There but it go. is on there, because it's happened. Good. I've done it. Good. It's on Google Podcasts, so it's gotta fucking work. <laughs> it has to fucking work. Anyway, I'll get us on to Alexa, and that'll about be the only other platform I think we're not on, unless we want to be on iHeartRadio, which I don't know who <laughs> listens to it on iHeartRadio. And then we'll take over the world. That's right, Pinky. We'll take over the <laughs> world. Oh, <laughs> Zeitz! Or whatever he says. Zonk! What does he fucking say? I'm at I'm at a loss for words. You watch some more Animaniacs. <laughs> I need to get on that shit. But anyway, that's it for this show. Next week we Next are week. paying tribute. Yep. To Aretha Franklin for the one scene she's in in the Blues Brothers. But it is one of her more famous songs. Yeah, and it's a pretty well known scene from the movie, if yeah, I've heard. It's a great scene. So there you go, Aretha Franklin. Paying homage to you with a musical, The Blues Brothers. That's right. It's got to be musical enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's music all throughout. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So there you go. Blues Brothers <laughs> next week, ending our singing out the summer, and then we're going to jump right into Predator. That's right. So uh, get up on your Predator films. There you go. How much did you, have you seen Predator 2 or have you I seen Pre have, the first Predator? I've even? seen the first Predator okay. a few times. I've never seen Predator 2. The third week we're doing the new Predator. The new Predator, movie. yep. Yeah. What do you want to do that fourth week? Uh, I think the fourth week we're going to do the winner of uh, the Tournament Random Movies. Got it. There you go. That's what we got coming I don't down want to, I don't want to do Predators. I was even talking... We're talking about having a special guest for all of Predator, and I talked to him about Predators, and even he was like, that movie fucking sucks. <laughs> See, I've never seen that either, so... I mean, if if you want to, sure, but I'm not. All right. A fan. <laughs> All right. We'll Fair enough. We'll fig we'll figure it out. We'll 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 get it we'll get it put together. But there you go. So we got all the rest of August, the rest of September. We're good to go, baby. G two G, good to go. Good to go. Um, <laughs> so uh, up until next time, where we are singing our last song of the summer. I've been short of the Max Extreme. I'm JD3K. And we are off. Going downtown. <laughs>